welcome weary traveller. The weather's rough out there, so come in and take the burden off your shoulders. No, don't sit there. That's where the fabled storytellers sit and share tales that will shock, amaze, and maybe make you fall in love with them and pay them money, maybe? Oh. <laughs> Get out of my seat! <laughs> oh, look. They're here. <laughs> Hush up now, because it's time for Bros Before Pros podcast, the comedy fiction podcast with two prompts, three stories, and infinite laughs. I'm one of your hosts, Rich Masters, and with me, as always, is Josh Henderson. I need a high chair. <laughs> and Jeff Pennington. <laughs> Where's my milkies? <laughs> Milky juice box! Uh, this episode's prompts were casinos and crime lords. So we're going to tell you three kick-ass stories about those two things that I've instantly forgotten. And now, yeah, casinos and crime lords. There you go. Wow, I that was did so some cool. of that. Yeah. I did some of those. I, I do have a fun fact to insert into the podcast here at the Ooh. beginning. Hit me with it. Uh, this morning was the blood moon. It was! For real? If yeah. you've listened to any episode of this podcast before, is an extremely important component of my stories. Uh, here's what I didn't know. is a blood is a uh, lunar eclipse happens every five years, yeah. and a blood yeah. moon happens about every 10 to 15 years. And you mm-hmm. said that's how long it takes, didn't you? I may have said that's how long it takes. I think you but did. But what I did do is write all my stories and tell them uh, up until a week before the blood moon. <laughs> without knowing. <laughs> is that that's why creepy. that succubus came in and ghost sucked my dick off this morning? Yeah. It was yeah. for the glory of whatever the fuck I said in that story. It was yeah. definitely, a, a definitely a ghost succubus and not me in a costume. <laughs> you know what? The less I know, the less I don't care. Look, whatever gets Fair the enough. jizz out, I always say. <laughs> yeah, whatever gets the poison out. No, but you I gotta that suck was a, the poison I, out. I thought that was a fun fact. It's very It good. is a fun fact. I saw the picture of you praising the blood moon. Yeah, that was 5 a.m. Are you worshipping <laughs> moons? Oh, man. You know me. Dude, you're gonna get fucking haunted. You're good. I wanna get ghost sucked. You're gonna get hit by a van like Stephen King did. <laughs> well, I'll just do a lot of coke and forget about it. <laughs> That's how he lived. He was just wired on coke. I worship moons too, but I mean booties. <laughs> booties. One time, here's the story. One time in high school, we were going to Giant Stadium on a band trip, and this girl mooned at the the buses because there's several buses, mm-hmm. and everyone had to sit in the bus and get frozen out to tattle on her, <laughs> and we all got in super big trouble for some reason. Because a, that's a, it. A person showed their ass. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal when you're in, like a band Nazi or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know your band leader was named Himmler. <laughs> are you sure? Maestro. Are you sure she was mooning and she wasn't just putting a pair of bongos up against the glass? I mean, that could, I didn't see it, so I don't know. I think she was on my bus. Yeah, but they cranked the air conditioner up and like froze us out, dude. It was crazy. Fucking classic school band instrument: the bongos. <laughs> the bongos. <laughs> That's my story this week. Okay, you're up next. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Well, one uh, time in high school, <laughs> Frankenstein so. was there. <clears throat> Damn. <laughs> That's cool. And he mooned you. Yeah. 
Ew. Two different Wait. colored ass cheeks. <laughs> I was going to just say that. <laughs> um, so, just as a disclaimer, these stories are long this week. We've, we've discussed. Yeah, my bad. No, no, no. Everyone's bad. <laughs> but Really, in. if anyone's bad, it's me and Rich because we continuously make our stories this mm-hmm. long. <laughs> you guys have really, really set the precedent, and I feel like I can't turn it back now. <laughs> Well, well, that's that how I so, feel about it. You open the floodgates for one thing, and then you yeah. can't put all the wa- fucking letter water back behind it. <laughs> yeah, you can't put the letter toothpaste back in the story tube. We just got that's too much genius. quality, too much quality too much, to yeah, do over real. four pages. So we're that's doing eleven pages now. <laughs> God, I I do double space up, like skip over a line between everything. Someone. Oh has, yeah, yeah. So. I do. I do that too. Yep. Yep. So that helps. Which you well, can we'll find out, actually. Which you can find out how turn? we write it, by the way, if you go to oh, yeah. patreon.com slash brosb4pros and sign yeah. up, baby. If yeah. we get rich from this, we're going to make a book. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, yeah, there are two stories on there already. Uh, Josh will put his up soon, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, he Just sent not, it to me not, earlier. Not, well, Jeff will do it then. Wow. I sent it to Jeff. I tutted so at you. That's I, on him. Tut. <laughs> that's a that's a British that's a, a British fuck you, dude. <laughs> you got tutted. We'll I talk didn't about get the Patreon, baby. You got tutted. <laughs> so, so we launched a Patreon this week, as Jeff said. It's at Patreon.com/slash/BrosB4Pros. Um, you can go and give us money there. I'll give you details about what the tiers are at the end of the episode because yeah. I'm too lazy to do it now and I want Josh to yep. start his story. I want okay. to interrupt Josh one more time to point <laughs> oh out how ironic it's, it is that I said I have I have no tut when we get to my story. Quite <laughs> ironic. Oh, oh. <clears throat> I think you said cur earlier and I believe I wrote I that in this story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember because it was yesterday, and I don't remember yesterday. But <laughs> all right, are you ready for my story? Yay! It is called <laughs> the Wow. <laughs> you gonna make me do that secondhand embarrassing thing where people at like talks go, "I can't hear you." Yay. <laughs> uh, all right, my story uh, doesn't really have a name, but let's just call it the Pain Minds. Hey! Oh, we're finally here. <clears throat> Yeah, sorry. Uh, my throat is like fucked right now. Hmm. Let me get take a sip here. Edit this out, Josh. I feel like this is this mm. is staying in. <laughs> there we go. That's kind of some of it. Sound effects. <laughs> Hit me, Grunk said gruffly as he tossed a handful of sexy silver onto the table. <laughs> Going for the full stable, I see, Peppercorn said, tossing another card down. It was the six of milkers. No help for Grunk. (laughs) Again, uh, Gunk said while swilling a flagon of honey hop. The suds running down his glorious man beard like the sweat dripped down my balls. (laughs) This time, drawing the Prince of Nudes. (laughs) Prince of Nudes. And you nutted, Peppercorn said, smiling as he used his tiny gnome arms to gather up the loot. I guess Ebony Quiznax isn't your game. <laughs> All right, we got a new tie-in material we got to make. <laughs> Gonna make a new card game. 
That's okay, you can always go back to rolling bones in the back alleys of Grawl and paying off your debts with those splendid DSLs. And then I wrote dwarf sucking lip. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll have you know that was one of the best times of my life. And furthermore, do you really think my lips are looking good? I've been doing lip flexes, Gunk said as he made a smoochy face at Peppercorn. Work it, girl, Peppercorn said, <laughs> toasting his friend. The hideout, door, the hideout door opened and in walked Duncan. Hi, welcome back. Please use your Thief Union signet ring to upgrade to Safe House Plus, <laughs> a magical image said oh, even in from fantasy. the nearby table. Oh. <laughs> Dude, right? Yep, it's too real. <clears throat> oh my God, shut the fucking fuck up, you fuck. <laughs> Yelled Fred as he threw an axe at the table, hitting it directly. The image fizzled and stuttered. I, I, I only regret never having had sex, the image said, and it disappeared. Hopefully forever, but probably not. (laughs) All right, all right, guys. I just got a message from Joey, Duncan said, sitting down on the couch next to Fred. Chickpea walked in the room from the kitchen and stirring a mixing bowl and wearing an adorably sized chef hat. (laughs) Joey's got a job for us, she said, tasting the batter. (laughs) Finally, Gunk said, still doing lip flexes. Eyeball us the deets. (laughs) I forgot I added like all this nonsense in. That's genius. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. Haven't you heard, Peppercorn said starkly. Duncan switched over to the new Atoma Droid. <laughs> oh, oh, is that why my messages are showing up green on my eyeball? <laughs> oh, <God's sake. laughs> Slowly a little dwar a little dwarven droid rolled into the room on his little droid metallic ball. It popped open a panel where a small glass ball was revealed. Behind the ball was a gem of some kind. Slowly, the glass ball filled with a blue haze, and the gem began to glow bright a bright white light. The gem, acting as a projector, shone the haze shone the haze in the middle of the room, Scooby Doo style. (laughs) (laughs) While a hazing form, while a hazy form began to fade into view. Oh my fucking god, any day now, Fred said. <laughs> laying on the couch laying on the couch with a dube in his mouth and a trucker hat lowered over his eyes and said, It's brisket, bitch. <laughs> it was one of his prized possessions, having won it at Briscon sixty-nine sixty-nine for defeating famed steak champion Fats Mignon in a bare knuckle drag out steak eating competition that lasted three straight days. It was said that Fats ate so much red meat <clears throat> that he was literally immune to ass cancer. <laughs> I think that's the reverse of how it works. Kind of like, listen to my reasoning. (laughs) Kind of like a person who injects themselves with snake venom every day to build up an immunity. Do not do either of those things because you'll die so fast it'll make your mama say, boys, your daddy died from being a fucking idiot again and this time he's not coming back. So meet your new daddy, a guy who sexually pleases me, but who will also who you will also have a tenuous relationship with for the rest of your life. <laughs> anyway, this, this program's too real. <laughs> 
Uh, life imitating art. Art imitating life. That's it. <laughs> Wait, I gotta figure, I gotta do an Italian accent now. <laughs> Hello, the hologram said. <laughs> I mean, magical image said. <laughs> is this thing on? Hello, why the hell is this image all green? <laughs> jo- Joey, it's us. We're here. Duncan said, kicking the Atoma droid, clearing up the image. Okay, whatever. Listen up, you mooks. I got jobs for yous. Toins out, a Lord <laughs> Crumbus of the Finger Guns crew needs help finding his wife. He went, she went to Spermuda with her friends and has been missing ever since. Crumbus suspects the Golden Shadows are responsible since they are straight up dickwads and would totally do some shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds plausible, Kunk said, drinking more honey <laughs> and burping the whole Daranosian and Dwarvish alphabet in one long epic belch. Whoa. Two minutes later, anyway, <laughs> Joey continued, we're going to have to use stealth for this one if the golden shadow is involved. <laughs> Um, yeah, totally, like, cool, but like, what's the catch? Chickpea said, <laughs> still stirring the batter. Joey sighed. Well, you's not going to like this, but he paused for dramatic effect. (laughs) (laughs) The Golden Shadow's hideout is deep within the pain mines. Joey paused, waiting for the inevitable gasp. (laughs) But the room fell silent as Fred coughed up some dub smoke. (laughs) Anyway, Joey continued. (laughs) Find the wife, get the coin, easy peasy, jerk off and squeezy. (laughs) This is really gonna cut into like my bake sale. I'm cooking files and crowbars into cakes and donating them to prisons. A cab. Hell yeah. <laughs> A noble cause, there, Goily. Joey <laughs> Holy shit. I can't believe I can read this. <laughs> okay, Duncan interjected. Chick, can you portal us to Lord Crumbus? I expect we need some more info. Yeah, like, how... Oh, wait, sorry, this is Joey. Yeah, like, how hot his wife is. Joey said weirdly, <laughs> like he was a part of the crew. Fred coughed another awkward cough. <laughs> Cut to! <laughs> Inside... I guess I could just go read it. I don't need to do that. I'm a big Inside, fan of Cut to. Never You like Cut to? Yeah. Okay, all right. Inside Lord Crumbus's castle, it was a complete Crumbus. and total fuckfest. This guy's married? Gunk questioned while getting a little too close to the splash zone of an orgy that was going on in the hallway leading to the throne room. You know when an orgy spills out into the hallway that it's a fucking banger. A fucking banger. You got it. (laughs) Married to the mob, life 420 blaze, it is more like it, Peppercorn said as he stepped over a couple of pixies, just slogging each other's hogs. Oh my god. (laughs) This is quite erotic. (laughs) This is quite erotic. Can that be on like the book, like the back book? What do they call that? Uh, the quotes on the, so the back. The quotes. The quotes. Yeah, I think there's like a word for that. This is quite know. erotic. <clears throat> oh, pull quote <laughs> is what it's called. Pull That's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, yep, yep. The throne room doors were huge, like a pair of huge tits on a room. If a room could have tits, which, if you ask me, they all should. 
just fucking snorted. <laughs> they creaked open slowly to reveal a gigantic room filled with food and fuckery. I would like avoid eating any of this food, <laughs> Chickpea said, frowning. It was like a Tuesday night shrimp night at the Titty Twister in this place, which basically meant even touching any of this food would give you super crabs that would <laughs> that would take up residence all the way up to your eyebrows. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the food did smell delicious, though. There were hot meats just melting off the bone. But anyway, let's talk about the food. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> soups were in cauldrons so large that a gnome could use them as a tiny house. The stews and soups... <laughs> the stews and soups smelled of spices from all over the realm. Even Dilbian cuisine was on the menu, although nobody could smell it because the Dilbians are terrible cooks. Just hot bread with salt on it, if you're lucky. Those... <laughs> Those seagull humpers don't know how to do shit. <laughs> Fuck Dilb. <laughs> As the crew walked past the buffet, the sounds of or- of orgy moaning was cacophonous. Yes, free me from the chains of my complex life, a troll witch yelled. <laughs> she must have been like 400 years old. But hey, old witches deserve love too. The more sex-experienced, the more I clear my nuts, is what I always say. <laughs> That's a poll quote. <laughs> there you go. It's poetry. A dog man was straight up just sucking on a raw bone while getting his raw bone straight up sucked upon. <clears throat> he let out a howl, and it wasn't even a full moon, if you know what I mean. Dude cumped. <laughs> Shot his silver bullet. Nice On a humongous throne sat the ogre daimyo Crumbus He was easily 12 feet 12 inches tall In his left hand was a scepter of pure crystal In his right hand he was eating an entire person Like he was about to watch the UFC fights at Buffalo Wild Wings Dude's whole personality was on full display (laughs) Wait, wait He's 12 feet 12 inches tall Yeah uh, is a is a, a Daranosian foot longer than twelve inches? Look, <laughs> I'm, look just, I'm just other, other Jeff. Twelve look, feet, other twelve Jeff. inches made me laugh so fucking hard. <laughs> Here's the thing. It could have been a gnome or something. <laughs> You're gonna get it. I'm done. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, I need a I need a voice for Columbus. So here we go. <laughs> ah, my dear contractors, of whom I will send you a W-2 later in this quarter. <laughs> Columbus said, like he was taking business classes at Darnos Community College. He didn't have the magical acumen to get into Wizard Lale. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad you came. He said, gesturing around to the orgy. That seriously nobody could miss. <laughs> like, you could be Helen Keller and still know what was going on in here just from the Stankonia alone. <laughs> Stankonia. <laughs> <clears throat> we were... Sorry. Oh, my God. We were told you have some info for us, Duncan said, squinting slightly at how bad that joke was. I mean, who wrote that for that guy? <laughs> Ah, straight to business, my boy. Good, good. The pain mines are going to be quite the challenge, Krumba said, licking his sick lips. 
You'll need disguises as to not draw too much attention. He snapped his fingers and three attendants shuffled out of the back with golden ninja geese. Oh, shit. <laughs> wait, wait, Peppercorn said. These guys are ninjas? Y- yes, Crumbus nodded. <clears throat> and they wear golden armor. <laughs> I mean, how is that even close to being inconspicuous? How the hell are you not going to see be seen in these things? Pepper began to rant. Yeah, and like golden shadow. How can a shadow be golden? A golden shadow would be like the opposite of like a shadow. <laughs> Should have called themselves the the ninja nightlights or like the bright spotlight crew or something. I don't know. We'll workshop it. Chick P said, agreeing with her brother. Fucking love Chick P. <laughs> what can I say? Crumbus snorted. These guys really love gold. Like, really love gold, if you catch my meaning. Yeah, yeah, we got it, Duncan said. <laughs> <clears throat> they give new meaning to the term white gold, if you catch my drift, Crumbus <laughs> continued, and shot Duncan the finger guns. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> These will help you be unseen. I don't know what to tell you. They didn't really think this through too good, Crumbus said, snapping his fingers again, dismissing the attendees. There are there are only three of them, so only three of you can go into the mines. Duncan interjected. Pep, Gunk, you guys are on, on van duty. Ah, not again, Gunk said disappointedly. <laughs> I wanted to bust some pain nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the getaway driver, Peppercorn said, reassuring him. Besides, we usually get besides, we don't usually get paired together, and ratings show people love it when opposite personalities are paired up. <laughs> it sweeps, baby. Sweeps. Uh, true. What what van, Fred questioned while chomping on a sex steak. <laughs> What that even means? Sex steak. <laughs> it was just on the table. I don't know. <laughs> Outside, Chickpea opened up a plot portal to reveal the crew's number one hot ride <laughs> getaway whip. A bone van with a sexy pinup wizard painted on the side. She was topless and had huge bolt-ons with a spliff the size of other Jeff's dick between them suggestively. <laughs> Damn, other Jeff's got a massive one, too. In wizard runes, the words, smoke them if you got them, was written over this masterpiece. The suggestion being not to smoke if you have the weed, but if you have huge bolt-ons, huge bolt-on hanger-banger tids, then you should smoke them. It was a euphemism that only the greatest philosophers could get on first viewing. There she, <laughs> there she is, Peppercorn said proudly. The bone wagon herself. <laughs> Shot bow, Fred yelled. <laughs> Shot bow. <laughs> Soon the bone wagon pulled up near the gaping chasm, the site of the famed pain vines. Chickpea used a cloaking spell to hide the wagon from sight. Duncan, Fred, and Chickpea all suited up in the golden gee disguises. Obviously, chickpeas did not fit since it was not made for a gnome. <laughs> no probs, she said confidently <laughs> as she waved her hand, making runes in the air. Suddenly, the outfit shrank and fit perfectly to her tiny but sensuous gnome body. <laughs> <laughs> a bespoke ninja fashion that was sure to be all the rage next season. Ooh. 
<laughs> Fred's outfit also did not fit, but in the opposite direction. It was tight around the, well, everywhere. No probs, he said, mocking Chickpea's voice. He flexed his, his, he flexed his, what is this? He flexed his manly moistening, I don't even know what Josh, the you fuck wrote I, this. I don't remember this. I don't remember this. Uh, he f- that must have been like an autocorrect. Let's just say he flexed his manly muscles and ripped through the arm and leg holes. <laughs> with a with a switch of motion, he with a twitch of motion, he ripped the abs area completely free of the gi, revealing his sick, glistening, one thousand sit up a day stomach muscles. <laughs> they were as golden as a freshly br- baked gar. They were as golden as freshly baked garlic knots, garlic knots fresh out of the oven. The pain of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mass on, Duncan commanded. The two others put their ninja hoods on and made their way to the entrance of the mines. Bring me back someone's spine, Gunk yelled out of the door. <laughs> stupid fan duty, stupid peppercorn, and stupid all-sea ball pewter. <laughs> peppercorn sat at his all-sea ball pewter <laughs> station. <laughs> And began to possess the pain mind's all sea balls with magical alg- with a magical algorithm so he could see through the mind's own all sea balls. <laughs> I'm in, Pep said, smiling. <laughs> At the front gate of the cave, the three heroes walked in slowly toward the guard booth. Halt, idiots! said a guard dressed in pain mind's guard garb, just straight up S and M gear, a bulb gag hanging around his neck. <laughs> Where uh, Duncan stumbled over his words. Yeah, 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 I know who you are, the guard interrupted. We've been getting a ton of you guys lately. Just just need to sign in. Oh, okay, Duncan said, confusingly looking for a quill and parchment to sign. The guard, however, turned around to reveal his assless chaps, and on his left ass cheek, a sign-in form. <laughs> Use the paddle, he said sexily. Just don't Duncan grabbed... Hard. What's that? Don't press too hard with the pen. <laughs> Some, Duncan somehow gra- I forgot this is what the pain and pain minds meant. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan grabbed an ink paddle sitting on the booth and slapped the guard's totally innocent butt. <laughs> he sure did hate it. <laughs> oh, oh no, I don't think you got all of it. Guess we better try again, the guard said, wiggling his butt. Let me try, Fred said, grabbing the paddle. He wound up and swung for the fences like this was the first day of summer in Dazed and Confused. (laughs) (laughs) The impact was said to have been heard over 30 miles away as the paddle wood connected with ass meat creating a sonic boom. (laughs) The guard's eardrums immediately ruptured and blood spilled out of his brain holes at an alarming rate. Like... (laughs) Way faster than blood should come out of any part of anyone's body. (laughs) (laughs) Hundreds of miles away, a merc monk was sitting on his front porch waiting for a discreetly packaged boner pills to show up. (laughs) When he heard a thunderous boom crackle across the sky, putting down his crocheting, he leaned over the railing and squinted his eyes miserly. Hey! He shouted. If all that ass clapping breaks a window, I'm going to have to call your parents' insurance companies, and your deductible will go up so high, they won't even be able to send you to Darnos Community College, and you'll have to suck dick in the back alleys of Grawl just to eat for the day. You'll be so hungry, you'll be as hungry as you are ashamed. Use your inside ass slapping voices, please. (laughs) 
<laughs> Needless to say, the guard was super dead. <laughs> Looks Aww. like everything's in order, Fred said, stepping over the pool of brain blood that had terrifyingly <laughs> pulled out of the booth. Inside the mines, the crew saw horrors that no gnome, elf, man, dogman, catman, centaur, or pixie should ever see. <laughs> Against the walls were chained, chained thousands of souls from every corner of Darinos. Pain guards strapped in leather and chains were whipping the shit out of them <laughs> as the inmates futilely hacked against the walls with pickaxes. What are they dig what are they what are they digging for? Fred asked. They aren't, Chickpea said. The pain is what they use to the pain is what they're really mining here. Look, she said, pointing over to the inmate. Just getting his shit rocked with a cat of nine tails. <laughs> As he screamed, a blue vapor rose from out of his mouth hole. It slowly rose to the cave ceiling, where it was then sucked up by an organic, proboscis-looking meat flower. <laughs> it looked very vaginal and very intimidating. <laughs> Georgia O'Keefe made the paint lines. <laughs> <clears throat> Where the fuck does it? The, where the fuck does that go? I wonder. Duncan said, grimacing. Nobody knows. Chickpea said, <laughs> as they walked past the inmate who was kneeling down and panting. He was sheet white and sweating. Get up, you cur! These walls aren't gonna pickaxe themselves. There you go. There you go. The guard said while rubbing his nipple for some reason. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> As the crew wandered lower into the mine, they found an elevator or a lift if you're British and say weird shit. Thank you. <laughs> oh, fucking got him. <laughs> they stepped on and hit the down button. As they descended into what seemed like hell itself, the wails and screams became almost unbearable. The lower they went, the more absurd the torture. On one level, centaurs were being whipped while a guard dangled a carrot on a fishing line in front of their faces. <laughs> I don't even like carrots, said one centaur. <laughs> the top half of me is a man. I like frittatas. <laughs> the, the guard kept on pounding the horse's ass. Soon the, soon the crew reached a level with a golden skull logo. This must be it, Duncan said. Let's find this lady and get the fuck out of this place. They ninjaed their way into a corridor, and before them <laughs> lay another massive golden door. Fred bit the Fred bit into the door. Yep, pure gold, he said, chewing the <laughs> gold and swallowing it. As he did, the, the door began to creak and retch. The sound of mechanical movement was deafening as the large doorway opened to reveal another throne room. What is it with these people in throne rooms? Like, we get it. You like sitting on big chairs, Chickpea said. <laughs> Welcome, said a booming voice. The crew squinted to see who or what was welcoming them. The shine of gold glistening everywhere in the room. As their eyes adjusted, they saw they were in a treasure vault. All around them were gold chests and rubies and diamonds and gems that didn't even have names for yet, like Kamodite, a gem that makes a gem that, a gem that when touched immediately makes you jizz your pants, and Piss Thrill, a metal that well, you get it. <laughs> yep, yep, we do. We got it. <laughs> they even saw a treasure chest full of golden flashlights. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, these guys do love gold, Duncan said, stanging a flashlight for uh, research. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go on, the voice said soothingly. It was a woman's voice, pure and calm. Take as much as you'd like. We have plenty, and we can, and we can always make more, the voice finished. Who are you? demanded Fred. Out of the shadows crept a human female wearing a dark, cla- dark crown clad in all black. I am axe wound, she said. <laughs> no, Fred said. That name is, like, really unfortunate. <laughs> We're looking for Lady Crumbus, Duncan said. I'd offer you a bribe, but, like, this place is stank full of gold. So if you tell us where she is, we won't have to bury that pretty face into the dirt. Axwoon cackled with laughter. You won't have to, she questioned, as she held up a single finger and shot a bolt of dark power at Duncan. It pierced his right shoulder, knocking him to the ground. Immediately, Chickpea conjured a protective shield around them, but it was too late. Duncan lay on the ground unconscious and bleeding. As blood poured from the wound, it drained towards Axe Wound. As it reached her, she raised her arms and absorbed the blood into her very being. She moaned like it was an orgasm and licked her extended finger in delight. That's sexual. <laughs> that's that's quite erotic. That's quite erotic. <laughs> Who's next, she said, doing the eeny, meeny, mo- miny, mo point. <laughs> Fred stepped out of the shield, electric energy crackling around his godlike muscles <laughs> as he ex- exited the energy field. I remember you, he said. I'm flattered, she said as she pointed her finger and shot a bolt at Fred. Fred did not budge. As he used his man hands to grab the bolt out of the air and hold it in place, like that only good part in The Force Awakens when Kylo (laughs) holds the blaster bolt in place for like five fucking minutes. (laughs) Clenching his teeth in pain, he gripped the bolt tighter and tighter until the power diminished. What do you bench like six thousand stone? X food query. Six thousand stone. <laughs> no matter. I bore of this boring, tedious, super boring conversation. <laughs> Suddenly, the walls began to creak. A distinctive sound of skittering, and a distinctive sound of skittering rose in decibels every few seconds. Chickpea ran over to Duncan and sealed his wound with a cauterizing spell, which was just a fire spell, but it sounded more medical this way. (laughs) Back at the van, Peppercorn scanned each all-sea ball view. I've lost them, he said. Gunk was... Gunk was in the driver's seat carving a wooden axe out of a piece of wood with another carving axe. (laughs) Cop! Peppercorn! Come in, a voice crackled over the all-sea ball. We need immediate extraction. (laughs) Chickpea sat full lotus in the air, floating, holding her staff out to conjure uh, the power to break through the miles of earth above them and whatever magical shit was going on in this (laughs) shithole. (laughs) Chickpea, Fred yelled. We gotta move now. All around the room, mechanical golden spiders were crawling toward them, each with a red gem in their compound eyes, each glowing red with hate. Axe wound, Fred yelled. What in the absolute dicks have you unleashed? (laughs) Oh, I'm flattered again, big boy, she said. But this isn't me. This is just the way it is now. And I'd rather be on the side, uh, on the other end of the getting fucked in the ass by an army of robot spiders. (laughs) Oh my god, I sympathize with that. Yep. (laughs) Relatable. Anyway, toodles, she said, (laughs) as she she skulked back into the shadows and snapped her way out of the story. I mean, mines. (laughs) 
Fred picked up a golden ancient sword, a velvet make, and read the runes on the blade. Bitch rage, he read. Fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> he swung the sword around. It felt right. Uh, punch it, Gunk, Peppercorn yelled. It was pointless, though. Gunk had already started accelerating the boner wagon <laughs> to the front <laughs> gates. The, ve- the vehicle's still invisible. As it reached the pain mines... Proper, Gunk started mowing down guards. None of them knew what was happening. All they could see was a blood-stained something coming at them. Each time Gunk hit a guard, more blood and viscera would accumulate on the hood of the van. (laughs) All anyone could see was a front end of some kind of bone van just trucking through the mines. Fred swung and hit a spider in the eye. It hissed and sizzled. Inside, the red, red gem cracked. Cracked open and consumed itself in flame. Other gold, golden spiders gathered around the, their now deceased arachnid friend and began to take in the essence of the cracked red shard. They turned toward Fred with mere, more fury than before. Fred swung again, and this time uh, the lead spider held up a hand, arm, a uh, spider leg, that's the word, <laughs> and blocked the blow. <laughs> They're adapting, Fred yelled back to <laughs> Fred parried and reposted and wielded bitch rage like the heroes of old. Just as they were about to overtake him, a chanting of magical phrases boomed from behind. Freeze us, bejesus, please us, yelled Chickpea. A torrent of ice and frozen sludge cascaded over the attacking bots, freezing them solid. Some of their gems broke, and just like before, the surviving spiders sucked up the essence. The ice began to crack. We gotta go now, Fred yelled. Just then, an evil, evil laugh rose from the dark, the darkened throne. It rose from a chuckle to a full-blown crazy person laugh, <laughs> doing a bad cosplay Joker impression in a second. <laughs> Slowly, a dark red glow shone through the pitch blackness and was... That was once surrounding the throne. Suddenly, a burst of red light shot across the room, and all the spiders wriggled free of their icy chains. On the throne sat Lady Crombus, Chickpea said. (laughs) (laughs) I am her, and I am not her, the voice said. From within the 12-foot-tall ogre's chest, a red light glowed like a beating heart. Instead of blood, this heart pumped hate. Pure red hatred. Give me your light, it screamed. The scream pierced their ears and blood trickled down them. Suddenly, because this episode is way too long, (laughs) Fred saw what looked like a bloody van hood. It tore through the spiders from in from the entrance, did a donut over some of the less dead ones, and skid parked right next to Fred, Chickpea, and Duncan. Get in! yelled Peppercorn, firing crossbow boats out of his crossbow gatling contraption. <laughs> Fuck yeah! <laughs> Fred picked up Duncan and Chickpea. Fred picked up Duncan and Chickpea floated into the van. Gunk! she yelled. Punch it! <laughs> the crew sped off out of the throne room and tore ass out of the mines. But wait, how did the van take the elevator, you ask? Well, it didn't. There's a service entrance, you fucking dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Immerse yourself and quit trying to be clever all the time. Nobody likes your Star Wars criticizing input. Twitter will be the Twitter will be dead soon, hopefully, so keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Little 
little preemptive writing. <laughs> yeah. yep. I never a She-Hulk here. Yep, yep. Uh, outside the bo- outside the boner wagon wagon sputtered to a halt. They had made it. The pain mine guards were desperately trying to round up the hundreds of inmates who were now either riding or escaping and riding. <laughs> Duncan awoke and shut up. We need to leave, he said. <laughs> Chickpea soothed him with a healing spell, which smelled like lavender. Gunk got out and started cleaning the hood of the van off. There were fucking guts all over that thing. We made it, Fred said, putting a hand on Duncan's shoulder. Lady Crumbus, Duncan asked, already knowing the answer. Nah, dude, she dead as fuck, Fred <laughs> As he gripped his new sword, thinking back to the nightmare that they had just escaped. Duncan stood up and exited the van. He stood next to Gunk and watched as the prisoners set fire to, like, every damn thing and killed a shit ton more guards. Duncan turned to look at Gunk, who was still cleaning the hood. Duncan grabbed a piece of bone from under the wheel and pulled out an entire spine and skull. <laughs> hey, Gunk, he said, tossing him a spine. Souvenir, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Gunk said, smiling. I guess Van Duty isn't so bad. Ben, <laughs> nice. That was so good. <laughs> as soon as I recognized it was the flamingos, I was so yep. psyched. I was so it's psyched. The flamingos. I have a post-credit scene. Oh, let me hear. It. Let me hear. It. <laughs> post-credit scene. The crew consoles Lord Crumbus as he weeps for the death of his beloved ogre wife. What? What am I going to do now? He said, completely heartbroken. Here, Duncan said, handing him a golden flashlight. You're going to be just fine. (laughs) (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) So dumb. All of the loose ends have been wrapped up. (laughs) That's that's right. Because I I knew when fucking Rich was like, but how did he blah, blah, blah. Oh no! I knew, I knew, I had to write that shit in about the van. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I w- there was a part of me that was wondering. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, um, I explained it. Chickpea is on par with uh, Flyman as one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, I fucking That's love crazy. Chickpea. I I agree. Chickpea is so fucking great. I love all the flamingos, but Chickpea is so favorite. good. The flamingos, hell yeah! This Man, that was a long one. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, I'm psyched that you tied in your yeah. like one-off horror story with the further yep. overarching story. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well, I'm tired of talking. That didn't seem that long. I've got to be honest; it didn't seem that long. It was only 42 minutes. Yeah. Well, it's we had intro pacing. in there. How come nobody took the intro into speculation when my 50 minutes happened, Rich Masters? <laughs> uh, well, the intro for my for this one was like five minutes. So it's like 38 minutes, mm-hmm. let's say. How long was Jeff's last week? 38 like 50. minutes. 50? It was 50, 50 years million long. years. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I, I feel like a deep privilege in my fucking bosom. To be invited <laughs> back into Darinos in such a close mm-hmm. way, I love it. Yeah, I'm glad that you like the new the new crew. It's here. good. Yeah, some old crew, some new crew. I love the old crew, but there's like a special place in my heart for the new crew. Yeah, yeah, it's like uh, Degrassi, the next generation. <laughs> yeah, it's Darinos, the next Jimmy. generation. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. AKA that logo I made. <laughs> go, ch- go check it out, jeffpennington.art. <laughs> It'll get used at some point. I know. <laughs> It'll get used in the book, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Shall we? When we're rich. Shall we? T- <laughs> shall we take a break? Yes. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back, people. Welcome back. We've had our union allowed break. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a union? Yep. And we've got a union. Yeah. Of course we have. We do? We're not we're not scabs. <laughs> Who's my local rep? Uh your mama? Wow. <laughs> got him. <laughs> this dude is getting more and more American each week. <laughs> um uh, Josh has just told his story, and now we're going to go to Mr. Pennington. All right. Uh, my story is called Stop or My Mummy Will Shoot, a Frankenstein oh PI mystery. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. A plus. <laughs> from, from the case files of Adam Frankenstein, private investigator. New York, New York, fall 1934, entry one. I haven't ridden anything down since the 1700s under some family's floorboards, so forgive me if I'm a little rusty at it. (laughs) Let's get a few things out of the way right out the gate to make reading the rest of this a little less ridiculous. Yes, Yes. I am that Frankenstein, the monster from the book. Let's not get fucking pedantic and start talking about how, oh, the doctor's name and my name was Dude. the creature or some horse shit. Thank you. Do you want to do that? Do you realize Thank how you. insulting calling somebody the creature is? You know how offensive that is to another person? And I'm at least six other people stitched together. Have some manners. Finally, someone said it. Fuck. Besides, I pretty clearly told good old Vic that my name is Adam, so use it. And besides, if the only thing that dweeby little peener ever gave me was an objectively stupid last name, at least it would be something. (laughs) But Frankenstein, I hear you gibbering and drooling at the pages of this journal. (laughs) Didn't you freeze to death in the Arctic after you felt bad about Victor dying? And the answer to that is yes and no. Yes, I froze to death. No, I didn't really feel that bad. (laughs) (laughs) That explains everything. I got electrocuted back to life by a different mad scientist about five years ago in a rundown tenement over in Flatbush. (laughs) I never really caught his name. I think there's a pizza place or a dentist there now. But... (laughs) 
There used to be the biggest fucking Tesla coils you ever saw in your life in there. Shocked me right back to the land of the living. Or, or as close to it as I get anyway. <laughs> Left a huge scorch mark on my taint that never quite healed right, too. Oh, where did they shock him? It looks like the parting of the Red Sea down there when I haven't applied ointment weekly. Oh. Uh, anyway. Uh... After I woke up and strangled the mad scientist to death in a fit of blind animal rage, I really got to thinking about my life and where I was headed. <laughs> It'll do it. I had no direction. I'm a pretty clever guy, especially at tracking down people. I mean, I found every one of Victor Frankenstein's relatives without even knowing how to read a map, across a damn continent, no less. Uh, let's not get into what I did once I found them, but that seemed like a real marketable skill to me. I saw the movie with that little girl. I know what happened. I threw her in the river. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. So I set up a private investigation service. Real on the down low for a number of reasons, not the least, least of which is that I'm a seven-foot-tall jigsaw puzzle of dead bodies. <laughs> Unfortunately, what this means for me is I end up doing a lot of graveyard work. And I don't mean late nights. Every time some spooky-ass ghoul or errant werewolf hits the town, they call me. And I need to work, so off I run. It's a living, I guess, if you'll excuse the pun. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, let's get to the case part of this case file. About a week ago, I get a call from a very important customer, a representative of a local crime family on the rise that wanted to hire me to do some snooping business. I don't pick and choose with the degenerate scumbags I work for, so I wasn't opposed to it, depending <laughs> on what was being asked of me. <laughs> I was told to come to the Great Pyramid, a grand casino that took up way too much real estate on Long Island for the locals' taste, and looked like Long an eyesore. Island. <laughs> and looked like an eyesore that wouldn't be matched until the Great Bass Pro Shop Pyramid about a hundred years from now. <laughs> Don't ask questions about how I could possibly know that. Just listen to the damn story. Yeah, Rich. <laughs> there are so many parallels between me and Josh's stories, I'm not even going to get it's into abs it. It's absurd how... Yeah, it's, like, really weird. I don't know. By the time I walked into the plush head office and VIP back rooms of the Great Pyramid, I knew pretty much everything there was to know about my new employers. The Gabagool Crime Family. <laughs> the most infamous mafia group this side of the Hudson, and they'd been making short work of their rivals since the beginning of their meteoric rise to power in the city. This part of town was once completely owned by their main rivals, the Hey, I'm walking here crime family. <laughs> oh my god. But they'd all been wiped out by this point. By the taxis. <laughs> I almost did that joke. Yeah, I know. I know. We're the same guy. The head office was beyond opulence, treading into the kind of hubris that would get you Sodom and Gomorrah'd. <laughs> the entire room was gold from top to bottom with a brick motif built into, into it to look mildly and inoffensively, at least to white people, Egyptian in style. <laughs> oh. Palm trees lined the walls and gigantic Egyptian murals hung daunting above above us, telling stories that no one here could give a shit less about that used to mean the entire world to a group of people. <laughs> Seated on what may as well be a velvet throne for the size of it, at the head of a massive mahogany table, dressed from one side to the other with gold trinkets and baubles that'd make King Midas blush, was the head of the family himself. 
We Don- get it. You like big chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Don Giuseppe Macaroni the third. Oh my god. Salute <laughs> <laughs> so many Italian patrons. <laughs> he was a widely built man that carried the weight like he was once a heavyweight boxer and had hardly ever been on the receiving end of a loss. Time had dragged all that down to the earth, though, both literally and figuratively. Dude was fucking droopy. <laughs> <laughs> the Don had that kind of sloped, jowly face that would belong to a man of 60 or a man of 600 equally. And he slouched low in his chair, staring with cold indifference behind eyebrows bushier than even the wild foliage that surrounded the golden room he presided over. <laughs> He waved me over to the desk before a short, thin man with a heavy wool suit and a pencil-thin mustache walked out, fanning himself with the fringes of a handkerchief. He looked like a candlestick had come to life and was about to sing show tunes, but that's another (laughs) reference I shouldn't know yet, so let's move on. (laughs) I was gonna say. He greeted me with a voice far too commanding and controlling than a man like him deserved. Welcome, Mr. Frankenstein. If that's what you wish to call yourself, to the Great Pyramid Casino, the thin man said with a grand sweeping arm gesture. All right, I managed to return, gazing around the room with a practice cool indifference I find tends to put people off their game. (laughs) There's a big part of me that just genuinely enjoys being a giant prick and making people mad on purpose. Uh, I'm a monster. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't fit in well here. For his part, the thin man did seem annoyed, but he hit it well. Well, it's just strange that you make yourself out to be a character from a storybook. Do you get many clients that way? It seems like an odd marketing choice. (laughs) Look, my fine bitch, do we have business to attend to or don't we? I was promised a job and I showed up. I could be dressed like Little Bo Peep and you should be handing over my sheep counting money if I get the job done, right? (laughs) I snapped back, getting a little annoyed at being asked why I was pretending to be me for the thousandth time. (laughs) Well, I never, the thin man spat out at me, holding his handkerchief to his face. Don't you know who you're addressing, you pallid brute? I am the personal assistant to the Don himself, Angelo. If you... Angelo got cut off at this point by the Don raising a weak old hand in the air and gesturing towards him. He leaned down and nodded as the Don spoke to him in that kind of raspy old man voice. The kind that absolutely no one can understand, but we all just (laughs) nod politely to in public. And we try not to think about how sad that shit is. That kind. (laughs) (laughs) Angelo seemed to genuinely understand though which was the reason for his employment I imagined the Don wishes for me to shut my fucking shithole and (laughs) Angelo paused reeling from having to repeat his own insults out loud (laughs) and and just get on with the job fine yes good he motioned for me to sit in the chair nearby and I didn't this made him visibly uncomfortable and frustrated I smiled (laughs) Uh, yes, well, uh, there have been a number of our employees who have come into work, never been seen leaving, and disappeared with large sums of our casino's profits for the night. They're seen throughout their entire shift. Not one of our security guards sees them leave the building, either through the front or side entrances, and we never see them again after. We're missing something like $14,000 at this point. This is a really good accent. (laughs) 
security guards on the take. You can make the check out to A. Frankenstein. <laughs> I get why that's funny, but I don't want to fucking hear about it, I said. <laughs> Cutting off his extended exposition dump, convenient as it was for the reader. Did you name him <laughs> Adam Frankenstein to make that joke? No, that you... he okay. calls himself Adam in the novel. Okay, okay. Oh, like that first man, got it. Yeah. Angelo, I read that, I should know that. Angelo began to laugh, and the Don laughed a wheezing, sad old man laugh that slumped his shoulders up and down. And I was suddenly aware of four other men standing in the shadows of the room around us, laughing as well. Black suits, sunglasses, and fedoras, each one holding a hand on a pistol tucked into the front of their pants, as if trained on that stand specifically. Made sense to me they'd keep some strong arms around for protection, but I gotta admit, I was impressed they managed to be so stealthy around me. Oh no, Mr. Frankenstein. Our security forces is made up entirely of Gabagool family members. Each one of them has sworn a life debt and given up their autonomy for the good of the family. None would be capable of toying against us. The penalty is far too steep. Not to mention 14000 is nothing to a family member. We make that in a week. Angelo snickered like a bitch, rubbing at his pencil-thin mustache in a manner that made me want to puke. And I'm literally a big-ass corpse. <laughs> All right, I muttered, motioning for him to continue. By this point, I did sit down in the chair I was offered earlier. Partly because I was reeling from everyone laughing at something so completely unfunny and humorless. Like they were watching goddamn Laurel and Hardy or whatever's popular at this time. <laughs> but also I, I knew it would confuse Angelo why I would take the seat now after refusing it a moment ago uh, he, yeah well he straightened his tie slightly in annoyance fucking got him <laughs> we believe that the employees are working together to defund the operation possibly under the orders of a rival family possibly the Ragu family or the Papa John oh, syndicate sake. oh my god the Papa John Syndicate. I heard that shit was run by a vampire, one of the guards piped up. What? And another elbowed him in the side. Angelo shot daggers at him, and he slunk back against the wall, muttering mostly to himself. He said the day of reckoning was coming. I don't know. <laughs> the employees, Angelo continued, seemed to be using a pipus-made exit somewhere in the building that they made themselves. We don't know how. That's why we brought you in. We want you to find how and where to smuggling out the casino winnings so that we can put an end to it. $75 a day plus expenses. I rattled off from memory, my standard rate, and stood back up, dusting off my old brown beat-up overcoat. I'll need 50 for coverage by the end of the day, and the rest at the end of business. I assume I looked around the room, motioning to all the gold-plated, well, everything that surrounded us, <laughs> that you can swing that without breaking the bank. <laughs> Angelo looked furious at the implication, but the Don waved him in and whispered the death rattle at him once more, the oh, lackey nice. nodding along the entire way. The Don says that's acceptable, and he looked down at the Don, who nodded back to him solemnly. He continued in a lower voice. He wants you to know he thinks I'm a giant bitch, too, and he's sorry for my little dick vibes. <laughs> Man, they were saying that shit in 1934? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, that's timeless. 
The Don motioned for one of the four guards in the room, and he walked over to stand beside me, his hand still on his piece, which was tucked in way too close to his other piece for my comfort. <laughs> Why do people yeah. do that shit anyway? You'll blow Dude, your right. dick off, kid. Dude. <laughs> Just get used to the references I shouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this clown? I asked, pointing my thumb at the guard. Pro tip if you're trying to be an asshole like me. If you call someone a clown, they'll super not like it. Especially if they're not actually a clown for a living. Rubs people the wrong way. I'm a top enforcer in the entire operation, you dumb big jabroni or whatever Italians say. You can call me Tony Stromboli. <laughs> he lowered his sunglasses down to look at me over them in a way that he thought seemed intimidating but really just came off as overtly sexual I wasn't mad at it <laughs> the boss assigned me to keep an eye on you whilst you investigates don't want you seeing anything you shouldn't be seeing capiche I looked down at him with a mix of pity and not gonna lie a little horniness <laughs> when the gilded doors to the front office flung open and a tall, narrow-shouldered young man pushed his way through in a hurry. Every gun in the room besides mine was on him in an instant, but it didn't even slow him down a step. They all dropped their pieces when they recognized him. I had a bead on him at the same moment. Guy looked like he'd never lifted anything heavier than his own needle dick in his entire life. Man, Adam Frankenstein is a fucking asshole. <laughs> it had the air of a kid named Braxton or Thad. Real, real upper crust cockery at its finest, if you'll excuse the expression. This was the Don's favorite son. Giuseppe Elbow Macaroni the Fourth. <laughs> God. Oh my God. <laughs> Shit, oh my that can't God. be what his real name was, can it? Uh, I think it may have been Marconi this whole time. <laughs> oh, well, fuck it. We're pretty far in at this point. It's Macaroni now. <laughs> father, father, I demand you allow me to throw a big party tomorrow night. My new girlfriend will finally be ready to come out then. The whiny rich fucker wheezed out of his lipless mouth. Damn. He was tall and athletic, but like rowing team athletic? Ugh. And then I wrote parentheses. <laughs> Vomit sounds. <laughs> the Don whispered to Angelo once again, who stood back up and straightened his coat jacket before translating from ancient fuck to modern tongue once more. <laughs> now, oh now, Elbow, your father has told you several times that there will be no parties in the VIP rooms for the next few days, besides his nightly orgy and standard vomitorium hours. Yep. He cleared his throat awkwardly then. He's also informed me that everyone knows you you are a kissless, touchless incel virgin and have never <laughs> even seen a titty. So give it up Voyage. with the give it up for the with the girlfriend from Canada business. She's a model. She's from another school and no one understands me. <laughs> screamed the 35-year-old man at his elderly father turning and stomping out of the room. Nice. I'll just use my own money to throw the party. <laughs> On his tantrum -y way out, he passed a beautiful statuesque blonde woman who sashayed across the room and sat in the Don's lap, giving him a little kissy on the cheek. 
I reeled a little from the writer really just straight up introducing this many characters this quickly. Jesus. <laughs> now that's erotic. She turned to me and blinked. Don't worry. I'm just a prerequisite for the noir, noir story. Every one of them needs to have some leggy bimbo that you think might have done the crime in it that flirts with the detective for seemingly no reason. It's a convention of the genre, but also a sexist trapping of the era in which they originated. Spider-Woman. You can continue the story without really acknowledging me, since it never turns out to be the femme fatale anyway. He's right. Oh. Uh, shit. Alright. I, I guess I'm gonna get started. I stuttered, genuinely fucking shocked the quality of storytelling had dipped so low just nine episodes into this podcast. Oh my god. I, I mean That's this far amazing. into the, rea the reality of my situation. That's so fucking good. We're on page six at this point, so shit's gotta get moving, I guess. I left the main office and took my sweet time heading back down to the casino floor, and Mr. Stromboli followed me silently the entire way, my favorite shadow. The smell of cheap cigarettes and overpriced booze clung to the air like a rotten dew, nothing I wasn't used to. Just as opulent as the office above, the Egyptian theme was continued throughout the casino floor. Palm trees, miniature pyramids reaching high above people's heads, dangling incense burners lighting the room, and even several sarcophagi littered around. The place was filled with shifting bodies moving to and fro from table to table, machine to machine, losing their fortune and finding their vice all at the same time. But nice. none of it seemed out of place at first glance. That is, until I spotted one of the clerks across the floor, behind the bars exchanging chips and cash with the gamblers. A small mousy woman with her hair in a tall bun and her cat-eye glasses dangling from her nose as she tried to keep up with the demand of money in, chips out. But it wasn't just the night rush that was bothering her. She looked absolutely nerve-wracked and on edge. Didn't strike me as normal. She's the inside man. <laughs> I made my way over to the exchange room doors and had Stromboli let me in, though he grumbled the entire time. As I stepped so inside, I went to introduce myself to the small woman, and she let out a blood-curdling scream at the sight of me. I gotta admit, I got kinda used to New Yorkers not noticing I'm a giant fucking monster mash with scars crisscrossing half my face and a metal bolt jutting out of my forehead like a horn. So it was kind of nostalgic to get a villager losing their shit at me at first sight again. <laughs> Stromboli pushed past me and clapped a black-gloved hand over her mouth to stop her from screaming and put a hand on her shoulder for comfort. A double move that really seemed to cancel itself out if you asked me. <laughs> she calmed enough, though, and I introduced myself. Oh, um, uh, I'm Alice, she managed to whisper out through gasping breaths. Alice, uh... When do you have to take the cash back to the vaults this shift? I asked flatly. Oh, um, in five minutes. She shook a little with each word, glancing back out the bars under the casino floor with apprehension each time. <laughs> How would you like some bodyguards? I smiled. She didn't scream this time, which was sadly a win for me with women. Aw, <laughs> oh, poor Frankenstein. The path she took was serpentine through the casino floor, back through the double doors at the far end and down a long, drab, gray corridor. For every expense not spared on the front of the casino, another budget cut was made back here, it looked like. As we descended down some old rickety wooden stairs, we found ourselves in a series of barely lit hallways, twisting and turning underneath the opulence above. 
Eventually, we stopped outside of the vault rooms, and I looked around absently as Alice walked inside to make her deposit. The vaults were at the end of a dead end, save one hallway leading off into the night and away from them. Lights flickering every now and then in the distance down it. What's down there? I asked Stromboli, pointing down the dimly hit side, lit side hallway. Oh, that's just the sub-basement with the boilers and plumbing and stuff. Nobody ever goes down there, he said nonchalantly, mm. barely even paying attention. I stood there silently for a moment before I smushed my hand down my face in frustration. You think maybe the sub-basement, where nobody goes, next to the fucking vault, might be the literal first place you should look if people are smuggling your money out, you dumb fuck? <laughs> Stromboli stood there stewing in that for a minute before started scratching the back of his head. I don't know, maybe you something. I'm not a detective. It's not my job. <laughs> A scream pierced the stupidity, loud and clear, ringing down the hallways around us like a clarion bell. A woman's scream. We both turned just in time to see Alice being dragged around the corner into the dim hallway toward the sub-basement, screaming with her arms flailing in the air. I craned my head as far as I could, but I couldn't see her assailant in the dark. That dumb fuck Stromboli, and I took off. <laughs> <laughs> that dumb fuck Stromboli and I took off at a sprint down the hallway the sound of our footfalls filling up the space and echoing around us like a drum line but it didn't matter we were on the move the hallway twisted and turned around corners the lights flickering more and more as we ran so that no matter how close we seemed to be neither of us could see what we were chasing after the flickering Damn, turned that's to so good <laughs> thank you the flickering turned to pure darkness just in time for this set of stairs to come out of nowhere and trip me. I, s I swear nobody could have seen him. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I fell and Stromboli fell after me, straight down two sets of those newfangled metal stairs, cracking and Damn. crunching the entire way. But something soft stopped our fall. I fumbled around trying to find my footing and kept, and kept sliding down into this coarse softness we'd landed on. It didn't take me long to identify it. Even a blind man knows what sand feels like. And there was an absolute ton of it. I feels could feel like a boob. <laughs> bag of sand, yeah. Yep, yep. I could feel my weight causing me to sink down into it a little. And the thought of dying in quicksand in a basement freaked even me out a bit. And I decided I enough love was quicksand. enough. quicksand. I retrieved a small flashlight from my overcoat pocket and flicked it on, finding a stair railing to grip onto and pulled myself to my feet. Thankfully, a large light switch was nearby, and flicking it down caused a bunch of industrial lights along the walls of the sub-basement to hum to life. Less thankfully, I could now see what was happening in the basement. Sand was spread out, as far as the eye could see, in this gigantic concrete room, choking every piece of machinery almost to the point of malfunction, and it was oh deep. God. Half of the height of the room was taken up by it. I had to stoop a little standing up. But halfway across the room, the sand was moving. Alive. Oh, God. And in its calloused grip was Alice, being held up in the air, like octopus tendrils gripping a rowboat. Standing over her, shambling and desiccated, wrapped loosely in wet, blood-stained gauze and overlaid in golden vestments, was a female figure. She waved her bony hand, the flesh on it tightening down like a vice, over Alice's Ooh. unconscious face. 
before driving her jagged fingernails directly into Alice's eyeballs and screeching mm. loud enough to deafen me. Rip. I threw my hands over my ears, but the sound pierced through them. I tried to look away, but the sight before me was like nothing I'd ever witnessed before, which is saying something. Yeah, he's a Frankenstein. Alice's body was slowly being drained of everything inside of it. Blood, organs, bone, everything was crumpling inwards like a ball being deflated with a knife puncture. And the horrific corpse woman threw her head back and screeched again, devouring everything that Alice lost. What? Bang, bang, bang! Bullets fired from next to me, causing me to instinctually recoil away. Stromboli stood waist-deep in sand, unloading his pistol shot after shot. Each bullet pierced through the husk-like flesh of the corpse woman, but she didn't even flinch. She finished draining Alice to an empty, flailing skin suit and tossed yeah. her to the side like she was nothing. The empty, flaccid splat of the skin sickened me, but I, I started moving across the room towards her all the same. I leapt with all my might out of the sand, sending it spraying in every direction, drew my fist back and slammed it with every fiber of my muscle into this corpse woman's jaw. I expected her skull to splatter all over the wall behind her, but I wasn't ready for just how fast her features exploded away from my fist. Sand splayed out into the air instead of bone and viscera, and I sailed past the rest of her, my shoulder slamming into the wall behind. I admit I was dumbfounded when I looked back at her and I saw the sand just hanging in the air like somebody had stopped a movie reel. <laughs> and like someone then began to run that wheel backward, the sand slowly flowed through the air like water and reformed into her jagged, deathly features, elongated and hollow. Nice. She turned her empty eye sockets towards me and from within them a hateful red dot of a pupil bore deep into my soul. <laughs> There was also a moment of recognition in there as well, like maybe she figured out I was just as dead as she was. Either way, she threw her head back away from me and back towards Stromboli, who was struggling... They went to Monster High together. <laughs> I'm threw her head back towards Stromboli, who was struggling to shove another magazine into his automatic pistol. He drew his pistol back up and leveled it to fire at her, and a fire axe buried itself into his back. What?! He went to scream, but only blood came out, and he <laughs> fell forward into the sand, which swirled like a serpent up around his body and absorbed it. <laughs> Standing where Stromboli once stood, bloody fire axe in hand and a wild smile across his soft features, was Elbow mm -hmm. Macaroni, the mm -hmm, Don's mm -hmm. spoiled rich bastard son. <laughs> she did go to another school. <laughs> yeah, she did. Egypt. The school of death. <laughs> he lightly tossed the axe to the side, walking across the sand as if it was nothing, not being pulled under at all. Father never did believe me that my foreign exchange girlfriend and I were going <laughs> to run away together. But you see, <laughs> Queen Kefari and I are meant to be. She's stolen my heart, and me? Well, I've stolen enough money to start our immortal empire, he sneered, throwing his arms out theatrically. Yeah, fourteen grand in nineteen thirty-four was like thirty million dollars. <laughs> you stole fourteen grand. You can't start a goddamn department store with that money. You pathetic simping fuck! I screamed I over attacked. the sound of the shifting sand flying at me. I feel so attacked. 
I'm not gonna pretend like getting hit with a ton of sand doesn't hurt like a bitch, but the stupidity I was being faced with hurt my brain a hell of a lot more. <laughs> I was dragged under, the sand forcing its way into my eyes, my mouth, my ears. The burning, grainy pain threatened to overwhelm me. But I landed on top of something solid down there. Solid metal. I grasped onto it and yanked up, and suddenly the tension in the sand around me was gone. It wasn't alive any longer, and it wasn't smothering me. I yanked the thing up harder and further until we crested the top of the underground desert once more and I could rub the sand out of my eyes. Blinking through the pain and blur, I could just make out what I was holding. A gigantic, ornate, golden sarcophagus. <laughs> Whoa. It had weighed more than any normal man could have pulled from beneath the sand, but it was a snap for a brute like me. <laughs> Damn, suck your own dick, man. Jeez. <laughs> he probably could. Uh, Fuck. Just take it off. Uh, I blinked <laughs> back at the... <laughs> Unscrew it. I blinked back at the... I blinked back at the mummy, who for her part was taking a step towards me, her hand raised toward the rich zombie coffin I held aloft. <laughs> no, put that down now, Elbow screamed, picking the fire axe back up out of the sand and running at me full tilt. He only got a few t steps before the mummy screeched and threw her hand out to him. Sand erupted from below him and devoured him like the jaws of a gigantic crocodile. Well, <laughs> then all was still for a moment. Look, you fucking old hag. Either surrender yourself over or I smash your Tempur-Pedic crypt into a billion pieces. <laughs> Tempur-Pedic! Seems like neither of us want that to happen. The mummy <laughs> yanked away the linen that wrapped around her lower face, revealing a jagged toothed maw, and let out a screech from the bowels of hell that slowly morphed into coherent speech. Ew, you gross old homewrecker, put it down. <laughs> You're gonna crease my dad's hieroglyphics and he's gonna be pissed. <laughs> what? I stammered. All I wanted was to be immortal, rich, and super hot. That's not even a crime. I don't give a fuck about anyone or anything else. Just give me my sarcophagus so I can Audi 9000. I'm going to Hollywood and be the next Greta Garbo, except even hotter and more fashion. <laughs> Greta Garbo. I love it. The mummy rattled off in an ancient accent and vernacular that I'd never heard in my entire life. I assumed it had to be Egyptian. Yep. How about I smash the fuck out of it and then beat your skull in instead, I yelled, placing my fist against the side of the sarcophagus. <laughs> Stop, you fucking grody perpetrator, she screamed. <laughs> throwing her hand at me and sending another wall of sand my way. Thankfully, this time I had the sarcophagus to take the brunt of the strike, sending the wood inside the golden case splintering into a thousand pieces from the force. I could hear her screeching out on the other side of the wall, but it didn't stop the onslaught. I had hoped that this would be her secret weakness. Don't laugh at this. A lot of these freaks have some kind of secret weakness. He's right. I heard vampires can't even be in the same room as garlic knots. What a sad-ass life. Holy shit. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I knew I'd better hedge my bets, so I pushed through the sand as best I could, crossing to the middle of the room and feeling around as low below the surface of the stuff as I could. The mummy turned her red-hot, hateful gaze toward me and mentioned something about the walls in a mall being totally, totally tall. <laughs> and then began flying towards me like a damn missile. I 
haven't heard that since like 1989. <laughs> I had a second tops before she was on top of me, but thankfully my hand blindly grabbed what I'd been looking for beneath the sand. I yanked it up and out of the open air just in time. The fire axe that Elbow had wielded earlier swung directly through the mummy's face, splitting it open into two careening waterfalls of sand, and <laughs> continued further up until it embedded itself into the gigantic pipe running the length of the room. Water by the ton began to gush out into the place, sweeping the sand and around and around in a torrent. The mummy screeched her unearthly, horrific screech once more and was swallowed into her own quicksand torrent, the sound of her voice gurgling down into the nothingness. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, this sucks. She screeched. <laughs> For my part, I battled the torrent hard and grasped and groped against it the rest of the way across the room. I pulled myself up and out of the basement by the staircase rails and then booked it the fuck out of there as the rising water doused out the sand into a slurry which raised out of the sub-basement and into the halls of the first lower level. I want a slurpee now. It's going to be two months, I hear, before the Great Pyramid can reopen, scrubbed from top to bottom of sand slurry. Can't imagine patrons won't still be complaining about sand in their shoes even after that. <laughs> I didn't have any eyewitnesses to what happened in the basement, so it took every explanation I had just so the Gabagool family didn't bury me six feet under with the fishes or whatever the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> yeah. Something about new shoes I wouldn't like. I don't know. <laughs> They did find all their missing money in Elbow Macaroni Suite at the casino, but I didn't get paid a dime. All that effort <laughs> wasted. Damn. So far, there's no report one way or another that says anything about a mummy being found in the basement. No idea whether she's dead or just off to Hollywood. <laughs> I suppose she couldn't be any more murderous and evil than anyone else out there. <laughs> What's the difference, am I right? It might be a match made in heaven, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I like this guy. There's probably a lesson about devoting yourself to the wrong person or throwing your life away for an unjust cause in here, but I'm just fucking done with the whole thing. <laughs> the moral of the story is get paid up front. The end. <laughs> Dude. Fucking description maestro over Thank here. You. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I feel bad interjecting sometimes. I know, like, we get... Uh, no, interject uh, in a no, Frankenstein no, no, but, story as much as you want. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you're you're trying to set up an atmosphere, and I feel like sometimes I just can't. I can't do it. And I think, like, well, Josh, I get you probably that. feel the same, right? We're quiet. Uh, no, I don't feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you said. I know, no, I know you said. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm much I ruin more quiet. my own atmosphere yeah. in this type of story, so it's fine, dude. The fucking screaming at the audience is my new favorite. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my god! What did you guys think of Adam Frankenstein? He's P. great. I like Adam. He's um all the things that I like about Flinch without him being flinch so it's great yeah. he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't have any not, of flinch's yeah. negative qualities yeah. let's put it that yeah. way although buddy cop movie in the future oh, oh shit flinch would never even notice that he's a corpse monster <laughs> he'd assume the smell was his own bo he's yeah. just so used to it yeah he'd be like well, this guy's normal yeah. fucking frankenstein would be like what's that smell jesus yeah. Ugh. 
that's the uh, that's also the second week in a row we've gone full on Italian racist. So it's true. I apologize. There but... was a little bit of that in Josh's story as well. There was, <laughs> dude, the accent perfect. It was it great. Was so it was very good. It was really <laughs> difficult because I, I, whenever I have to do an accent for anything, I practice it when I'm just walking around like my house. Yeah. Yeah. It was difficult not to give Adam that accent, even mm. though it snuck in slightly anyway. It is kind of cool that it did a little bit because, like, he lives in that world, right? Yeah. Like, well, also, you know. he's probably got four different accents depending on which, which parts of his body. If, like, That's... he split down the throat or something like that, he might have two <laughs> accents. Yeah, maybe his tongue is, like, Greek. <laughs> but this... I don't know. This is what you can look forward to with the Frankenstein PI stories is that I am taking some sort of concept from a Universal Pictures versus movie yeah. and then yeah. turning it into a neo-noir story. Well, it couldn't Dude. be any worse than that Tom Cruise shit. Dude. This is true. Mine has sound effects. There was a bang. <laughs> God. That's oh, going to be so good. So uh, when are we going to see Cricket Man? <laughs> yeah, oh. when's Cricket Man showing up? There was a Cricket Moon in my last one. Was that not good enough for you too? <laughs> Yo, is Cricket Man a universal monster yet? Get on this. He Let's go. Be. Adam Frankenstein versus Cricket Man <laughs> versus Damn. Jason. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to give away to the audience what my next Adam Frankenstein story is called, but I think it's very Well, I don't want to know either. Don't tell me. <laughs> you guys forgot this one I'd already told you the name oh. of before. I knew you were I don't doing, remember anything. I knew you were doing uh, Frankenstein P.I. I remembered that. But I tried to block out everything else you'd said. Frankenstein P.I. will return in future stories. In Iron Man 4. <laughs> and uh, I, what was the one I said that Flinch was going to return in? Fuck. I should just say that every time. That stupid ass thing I said Flinch was going to return. Return in. <laughs> in Golden um, Girls, the movie. The, oh, shit! <laughs> Yo, I, I do have an idea that I'm going to be putting into play sooner or later for, like, a uh, Nancy Drew Hardy Boys kind of oh, thing. Oh, nice. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and you don't want to watch Riverdale, Jeff? <laughs> I, I feel like I already know what happens thanks to talking to you about it. Yeah. You can't possibly know what happens because yeah. they don't know what's happened. Anything you think you know, uh, just multiply by a factor of 10. If it's anything like Sabrina. I hope I hope that my characters... It's not. It's worse than Sabrina. <laughs> I hope that my characters, that my Nancy Drew Hardy Boy characters will appear on Riverdale one day. That's my hope Dude. and dream. <laughs> they're, if they're universal monsters, maybe. They made a fucking Green Arrow show. Th so this, yeah. is completely, <laughs> this is completely separate from Frankenstein. I'm making like these little mini universes now. They all happen in the same world, I guess, because fuck it, merchandising. But you know, yeah. they're all the same. The one Dr. Crusher gets stuck in. That's a tie in to M Class Podcast. <laughs> yeah. This whole podcast is a tie in to M Class now. Check out M Class oh, Podcast. Shit. Cool. That, that is fair. You, you talk about bros a lot on M Class. You should be able to talk about M Class on bros, right? That's true. I get. Do we? I don't know. It's a it's time to it's a flat circle. <laughs> this is a flat circle. How about we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Sure. And we'll be right back.
we're back. And it's my turn now. So, let me do the necessary and pull up my Google Doc. <laughs> what have Google you got in Doc? store for us today, Rich? I've got... <laughs> Not a... showing behind the curtain too much. That wouldn't oh, be... Oh, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's no curtains. There's no curtains. <laughs> I just get, I get dressed in front of the window, full splayed out. You should be proud. <laughs> My, the human body is beautiful. It is, especially mine. I know. He, he gets dressed full splayed out right in front of the chimney. Yeah, he puts in, in front his, of uh, all five chimneys. He puts his pantaloons on, spread eagle, <laughs> lays on the floor, spread pigeons, pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have eagles in the UK. So. What? So you went straight spread. to pigeon, huh? It's the next well, best bird you got. I mean, it is the most. Uh, down here in the southwest, it's like spread seagull, the fucking flying rat oh, of the universe. Flying rats, dude, yeah. Fucking dude. vicious. My, in America, seagulls live in Kmart parking lots, and there aren't even Kmarts anymore. It's their natural <laughs> habitat. Yeah. Seagulls in the southwest are so well fed, they are like. They're absolutely huge, like small dog size. It's, Dude, it's crazy. you should take one home. <laughs> Why? And Give your pet. child diseases. <laughs> They're just bird diseases. What could go wrong? Yeah, we've never had any problem with any sort of bird cold or bird flu. Something. I've never heard of it. Never heard of it. Right. So, my story today is called... Mm-hmm. Trouble or nothing. Nice. Damn. Nice. They say in space, no one can hear you scream, but as the ship did another 9G turn and Lionel pitched a screeching fucking fit in the seat next to him, <laughs> Grissom Graves thought that particular idiom was as useful as a no-dicked bull in a studding competition. <laughs> what? Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> The conveyance of Grissom Graves, named such as Grissom felt there was no need for frou-frou imagery when picking a name for his dope ride, flew... I forgot it was called the conveyance of Grissom Graves. (laughs) Flew between two asteroids, then activated dual tractor beams to grab them and slam them together at one of the pursuing harvester ships. As it flattened, the the pilot popped out of the top of the ship like toothpaste out of a tube. (laughs) <laughs> I've, I've gone on the Looney Tunes offensive quite early today <laughs> Hell yeah I love it Seeing the opportunity to kill another harvester scrub Grissom turned the ship back into the fray Danger, danger, the computer warned Harvester ships in weapons range You're not going back into that mess, are you? Lionel pleaded We barely got out by the seat of our definitely not urine-soaked pants <laughs> Grissom grabbed the computer's speaker and ripped it out, coating them both in a shower of sparks. I don't take instructions from any machine, not even my alarm clock. (laughs) And that, and that is why breakfast is always ruined. (laughs) Lionel put one hand on his hip and straightened out the kiss the cook apron he wore that that Grissom had corrected with a sharpie to say, kick the cook's ass. And still, you complain. The ship arced back and cut the floating pilot in half with a wing, spraying blood all over the view screen. And if you think I'm cleaning that up, you've got another thing coming, Lionel pouted. 
Damn. Grissom banked right suddenly to avoid a volley of harvester fire and to smack Lionel's head against the sensor controls at the side of the cockpit. (laughs) (laughs) He exclaimed in pain and Grissom chuckled. The kid was a pain in the ass tantamount to ruptured hemorrhoids. Oh my God. Why but have you the, done this? Well, that's how bad he is. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't create the rules, except I totally do. <laughs> but the lead duke needed the artificial intelligence inside his watch. It might just have been the only thing that could kill that technological twat he, that had laid waste to his whole planet. Nice. But Ellie was on standby mode until they could find some sort of compatible power source for her having sacrificed the last of her battery power, saving him and Lionel from an ambush of dickheads back on Earth. (laughs) She was next to useless for now, and the boy, by comparison to the glorified paperweight attached to his wrist, was somehow even more useless. (laughs) Cold-blooded. Damn. A barrage of lasers hit the ship, alarms ringing out as the vessel rocked from side to side, which accidentally activated Grissom's date-night protocol. (laughs) Oh fuck yes. <laughs> Marvin Gay. <laughs> Marvin Gay started blaring from the intercom and the lights changed to a cool mood lighting. <laughs> Damn. This is getting uh quite erotic. This is quite erotic. <laughs> <laughs> Status report, Grissom ordered as Lionel rushed to the panel to get a damage readout. He turned and grimaced to Graves. What? The hunt the bounty hunter growled. How bad is it? The damage readout machine has been destroyed, replied Lionel. <laughs> Okay, where's the nearest inhabited system? Because the NAVCON was also broken, Lionel pulled an A to Z, Alpha Centauri to Zeta 9, from the shelf and flattened out one of the maps. That's so stupid. (laughs) That's genius. As he thumbed the index, then slowly unfolded a map onto the control panel, the ship rocked back and forth as it was hit again and again. The map rolled back into a scroll, and Lionel sighed deeply and slowly rolled the map out once more. Before, Dude, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Before Grissom succumbed to the urge to kill his dawdling compatriot, he switched to long-range sensors, then long, long-range, then the only-with-a-full-tank-of-gas sensors, but there was nothing there. I just want to point out that this book, I'm going to be the rich now. <laughs> How does this book have maps in it for billions of stars? It's, this thing would it's be really it's zoomed re- out. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can. <laughs> it's really zoomed out. <laughs> it's like a book, but it's also got like an iPad screen. Oh, okay, yeah, go. okay, okay. Looks Poor like this shit, is... but continue. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Looks like this is it, Lionel Grissom said. Wondering why what they'd put on his gravestone, secretly hoping it was just a picture of his middle finger. Damn right. <laughs> Time to go awesome. down in a blaze of glory. Wait! Lionel screamed in a pitch so high Grissom was worried he'd caught his ball hair in the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? He pointed on the map to an odd, dark blue splodge in the shape of a whale. That's Calandra, Grissom muttered. We don't want to go there, kid, trust me. We don't have a choice, Grissom. If you're serious about restoring Ellie and getting back at that um, t- techno wizard guy you hate so much, <laughs> do we have a choice or would you rather be blown up? Don't answer that. It was rhetorical. 
After giving Lionel a hard stare that would have made most men run home and crawl back into their mum's front butts, only to... (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Only to get an equally hard stare back, he punched in the coordinates, coordinates for the whale and hit the slip drive. If there was a place where hell seeped from the butthole of the universe, threatening to peel your skin off and shout racist, homophobic, sexist obscenities in your ear while you tried to die peacefully, well, it was probably New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Dilbians. But the Gelden Shroud was a close second. The giant space whale, or Gelden, if you were in the know, Floated there, mm-hmm. dead and rotting. Some knew how it had died. Some nobody knew how it had died. Some say it had been part of some great space war. Some say it had died of a broken heart when its mate had died. And <laughs> and some said that the only tr- way to true democracy is the dismantling of the entire capitalist machine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn right. The point is, no one knew how that Gelden died, but they knew that the placid spacefaring beast was full of valuable substances and the crime lords that had settled there had made a spaceport to exploit those promises. There were gelden bones which could be mined for material stronger than tritritanium. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like nine-tanium? Is that like a cube? <laughs> or the congealed digestive serums that... Si- uh, kind did, oh, sorry. Or the congealed sorry. digestive liquids that were more valuable than gold-pressed diamonds in the shape of a sweet booty. Whoa! That's valuable. Disgusted? Fuck. Well, girl's Goog- best friend. Google ambergris before you come at me, and once you realise that anyone who wears aftershave or perfume has been spraying sperm whale bile all over their necks, then we can talk, okay? That's a great Futurama episode. Yeah. <laughs> did you ambergris? Did you hear yeah. about those um, those people who? I'm going to do a tangent here in the middle of my own yeah, story. Yeah, tangent. They, it's your okay. own story. Yeah, I can, it's fine. It's fine. Um, these guys just straight up found like a sperm whale carcass on the beach, and there was a massive yeah. lump of ambergris in the um, in the bile duct, and they made like they had like a hundred million dollars of of stuff. That's that fucking. Insane. It's crazy. That's what we need to start doing. <clears throat> Combing the beach for sperm whales. <laughs> yeah. The conveyance docked in one of the recharge stations in the Gelden Tooth, and as Lionel and Grissom disembarked, the bounty hunter leaned in to side-talk to the human. Listen, Gelden Vale is a dangerous place. I want you to stick to me like glue and say no thing to nobody, you hear me? (laughs) He turned, but Lionel was nowhere to be seen. A quick scan of the area revealed that Lionel was talking to a scorpion-tailed merchant who was trying to get him to sign some sort of contract. (laughs) (laughs) already already Grissom marched over punched the bug man straight in the face and pulled Lionel (laughs) over to the main concourse just what in the hell do you think you were doing (laughs) that nice bug said he liked my face and wanted to make me famous (laughs) Grissom Grissom closed his eyes and sighed before bending down to get in Lionel's face that was a vorcho they make clothes from humanoid skins you would have made the most famous coat in all the Gelden Vale. <laughs> Stick with me, and I'll keep you from trouble. As they t- sound too bad. As they turned back towards their target, seven burly-looking security officers stood with guns pointed at them. Grissom Graves, a modulated voice said, "You and your charge are to come to see our manager." Yeah, well, you tell your boss they can come get me themselves if they want me, whoever it might be. 
His fingers grazed his face pistols, and the guard gritted his teeth. Calandra wants to see you, he said in the robotic voice. Mm. Lionel and Grissom will march through a casino, past the craps tables, the trademark <laughs> old ladies at the slot machine, and the sweaty smell of desperation and cigarillo smoke often associated with these places. Damn, there's your casino. <laughs> Feeling check. as if... Check, check. <laughs> check, check. Feeling as if this was possibly the most depressing location to spend your last moments, even for someone yes. who had spent the last few years in an underground conclave in the midst of an irradiated wasteland. <laughs> Lionel looked it down at his watch, hoping and praying that Ellie would give them some sort of encouragement, but the face stood, uh, stayed black. Before long, they came to the back offices of the casino and a giant wooden carved door that someone was obviously overcompensating with. <laughs> we get it you like big chairs <laughs> wait here the guard held Lionel at the shoulder and halted his progress- progression the boss only wants to see Graves Graves gave him a nod and the ensemble went in leaving Lionel to a bench outside he sat down and spent a few seconds planning how he was going to give Grissom the pouting of a lifetime for not demanding <laughs> he be allowed to come in too <clears throat> the when he pouting know- of a lifetime <laughs> Hey, you use the tools you got, right? That's right. When he no- Whatever works. When he noticed a server emerging from a small service hatch running parallel with the main office, he ducked down and in before the door could close and shimmied down the walkway until he came level with the air conditioning vents at the far end. Grissom Graves, it's been a long time. A voice as slick as a honey-covered ferret came from the neighbouring room. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a saying in England? <laughs> no. Not long enough, Grissom tipped the brim of his hat, part in respect and part to still feel if the small concealed pistol buried in the inside of the band of his hat was there. (laughs) He's got a gun in his hat! (laughs) Checking for your gun, she asked, a smirk on her face at his visible annoyance at being found out. I may not be a Duke of Lead anymore, but I still remember all your old tricks. Did you think you could sneak in and out of the veil without me noticing? I run this whole place now, Grissom. Calandra was as beautiful as he remembered, and even though it had been 30 years, he still felt a tug in both heart and pants at the sight of her. (laughs) He wishes he felt a tug in his pants. (laughs) She wore a dark blue dress, coupled with a formal jacket that still bore the crest of her duchy, a Gresson hawk with her family's guns in place of the wings. That's That's sweet as fuck. Her long, purple hair was tied into a series of braids that were wound together at the bottom, much the same style as Grissom's mother wore the day she died. I didn't even think of you at all, Calandra. She smiled. (laughs) And Grissom couldn't help but want to kiss those full lips again. Or murder her. It was a complex emotion he couldn't quite get his head around. (laughs) Space Sigmund Freud is rolling in his space grave right now. I see I see you have a new little sidekick following you around, Grissom. He's not a sidekick. Grissom had to lie. If she suspected how important <laughs> he and Ellie were to Grissom, she might take them. He's just baggage. Kid is useless as a dick on an incel. <laughs> there you go. We got the incel connection between stories now. Drink. Huh, he realised. The kid did mean something to him. Something arose in him that he was proud of. He had feelings. (laughs) 
he thought they'd been buried after the destruction of his world and then dug up and burned when that guy at the armory had got his name wrong and said, bullets for kiss em graves. <laughs> in, <laughs> in front of a whole shop full of people and they had all laughed at him. That had been the wor- that had been almost worse than his homeworld dying. He didn't <laughs> He didn't wake up in the night with a cold sweat over the planet, but that yeah. armorer <laughs> Damn man. A big sulking harumph noise came from the side vent, and Grissom shook his head as Calandra's smile smirk grew even wider. She gestured to her security and they left the room to retrieve the idiot. You never were a good liar. Will this one die as horribly as the last? Do what I did, Grissom. Give up. There are no duchies left. Our people have been scattered amongst the seven sectors. Ondar flew to the edge of space, and now he's mad and he thinks he's the king of the space hamsters. (laughs) (laughs) I like that guy. Fincher lost an arm to the harvesters, and he's a hermit. And Daenerys hasn't made contact in over ten years. We're going extinct, Grissom. The Technomancer won. He murdered everything we loved. Every one. My mother, your father, Emmett. Don't speak his name, Grissom almost growled. He wasn't was Emmett. He wasn't looking to talk of Emmeth. He couldn't. Two guards dragged what? Lionel back through the door, squirming and trying to kick the much larger men. Let me go, you bullies. I have an attendance <laughs> certificate uh, from that karate taster I got at the mall, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Calandra laughed. The waif amuses me, as does your obvious affection for him. Tell me what you want, relic. Ship repair, Grissom hesitated, <laughs> trying to appear indifferent. This next item could be it might be a stretch. Play his hand. And he had a hand of twos. Like the number two. He hadn't shat in his own hand, just to be clear. <laughs> Thank God you cleared that up. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> Yeah, I was really confused for that millisecond. <laughs> the fan art was going to be real rough this week. <laughs> Somebody was already starting it, and they were like, oh, 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 and they had to put it away. And a regenerative power source of about 70 Zeta gels. Calandra raised an eyebrow in shock. That would be enough to power a whole city, or a colony ship, or... There was that silky smile again. Oh, you. You found a weapon, haven't you? Going off to start your little war again, huh? Don't see how that's any of your concern. Grissom stared her dead in the eye. How far had she gone? How far strayed from the path? Merely a step? Or was the path but a distant speck in her rear view now? Can you do it or not? Oh, I can. She moved from behind her desk and perched on the edge, arcing her back so that Grissom would get distracted by her body. He drank it all in, but gritted his teeth. What did you just say I got distracted? (laughs) (laughs) No man nor woman had ever distracted him from a mission. Even that mission to kill that cult leader who had surrounded himself with those nude supermodel followers. (laughs) Had he been tempted? (laughs) Had he been tempted? Of course. Had he let himself be crowned as their new leader and had every one of them every day and night for what felt like eternity, learning new pleasures every minute of every day? (laughs) Undoubtedly. But had he completed his mission first, you're damn straight he did. <laughs> but here... If you told me that you wrote parts of this when you were 12, I would believe... <laughs> this, this is quite erotic. <laughs> but here, you play for such a prize. This is a casino, Grissom. 
the bigger the prize, the bigger the stakes. Give them the list of suitable games. A security officer passed them a small list, and Grissom beckoned Lionel over to read with him. The kid was being pissy for some reason, but he had no time for it. (laughs) I've never played a game in my entire life, Lionel, have you? (laughs) Lionel tutted. (laughs) Lionel tutted, affronted. Come on, does roll for initiative mean anything to you? Yeah. It means I'm filled with the desire to suck you in the jaw. Grissom pushed the list into his hand. Just pick one. <laughs> Lionel scanned the list. Death Wheel sounds like it might be a bit mm, deathy. And true. S- slot machines have really low odds of winnings. Unless they're different here, he asked Calandra. If by different you mean 0.7% chance of success and lethal kicks to the groin to those that fail, Calandra said, bored and picking lint from her dress. That's awesome. No to slots then, Lionel shook his head, ticking off the options. No to no to plague bait, no to lung pull, no to, cast, no to castration hold'em. Oh. Def, definite no to castration hold'em, agreed Grissom. <laughs> What about Ebony Quiznicks? <laughs> what about that one? Go fish! I know that one. He walked with the list to Calandra's desk and slammed it down. You can just lie. You can just lie. Pointing feverishly. We'll play go fish. <laughs> Calandra waved a hand. Take him away to prepare. At that, the security forces grabbed Lionel under the arms, much to both he and Grissom's shock. What the hell are you playing? At Calandra, Grissom growled. I didn't say who would be competing now, did I? She stared as Lionel was taken away. Go with him if you want. Maybe you can give him a pep talk or at least find out his burial arrangements, maybe. <laughs> Look, Grissom, it's just a game of go fish. I used to beat my cousin at it all the time. Admittedly, there was a fair bit of cheating and he was dropped on his head three times as a baby, but it's not a tough game. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Lionel jogged on the spot to warm up, still mad at Grissom for his dismissal of him. He's <laughs> warming up and jogging. <laughs> I oh love this God. guy. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't yeah, he's all right. it wasn't a new sensation to feel underestimated, underappreciated. He was the least favourite child growing up. His father not putting pictures he'd drawn on the fridge in case he, the other siblings drew better ones, even though he was an only child. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That hit really close to home. (laughs) But he'd saved Grissom's life, been flying with him for a few months now. To be dismissed so completely was just wrong. Calandra is a casino-running crime lord, Lionel. Grissom rubbed his goatee chin and looked deep in thought. Or constipated, it was really hard to tell with Graves. (laughs) (laughs) There ain't no way this'll be easy for you. Lionel gritted his teeth and turned to face him in the dressing room they had placed him in to prepare. And I'm such a loser, I couldn't possibly win this on my own, right? Hmm. Glad we're on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) Grissom was looking out at the giant arena housed in the Geldon's ribcage that was filling up with people, all seated around a central pool of liquid 50 metres in diameter. What the hell were they doing out there? Fuck you, you pompous, hat-wearing saddle sore, Lionel said before he realised what he was saying. Now listen, I know you don't ride a horse, so that last one was redundant, but fuck you, you cowboy wannabe. (laughs) Damn, he's got teeth. Grissom turned, as furious as Lionel had ever seen a man. 
What did you say to me, little man? You, you heard Clint Queefwood. <laughs> That's amazing. Lionel couldn't back down, wouldn't back down. Get out of here. I, I don't need your help. I can win a game of cards on my, my, on my own. Grissom strode to face him, <laughs> Lionel's eyes coming just barely to the Duke of Lead's chest. What would he do if Grissom tried to fight him? Maybe he could nipple cripple him. <laughs> <laughs> nipple cripple! You're going to die. And when you're gone, I'll pluck that computer off your wrist and use it to kill that chrome plate, chrome skulled cock ring without a second thought for you or her. <laughs> you're a boy, Emmeth, playing at Grissom's face <gasps> paled and he shook his head as if to banish whatever memory had taken him. Lionel went to touch Grissom's arm to ask if he to ask what was wrong, but Graves barged past him and up the stairs, leaving him alone in the dark. The blood pounded in Lionel's ears so loudly that he didn't hear the attendant coming down the stairs to pass him the equipment required for the challenge. As he passed a shock Lionel, a sharpened trident and polished shield, <laughs> Lionel could only ask, I'm sorry, what are the rules of this game? <laughs> it's that goldfish. Oh, shit. Why, he has to fight a Krellen, of course, Calandra said, <laughs> matter-of-factly, from her seat in the corporate box next to Grissom, both of them overlooking, gel- overlooking the Gelden Bone Arena. He felt her eyes on him and tried to stay neutral, but his jaw clenched uncontrollably as he watched Lionel try and fail to lift the shield higher than waist height, then nearly stab himself in the groin with the trident. <laughs> Jesus. A Krellen seems overkill, doesn't it? Grissom muttered, as nonchalantly as he could muster. He had taken down a Krellen as part of the lead trials, on the path to getting his guns. It had nearly killed him with its ferocity. Calandra watched him like a hawk, not interested in the fight even as the gongs started sounding for battle and the crowd cheered in swelling anticipation. You care for this boy? He's not just cannon fodder for you. So what if I do? He's going to die soon. You beat me just like you wanted. Lionel was currently doing some half-arse stretching, pulling a leg up behind him and giving up after a second of discomfort. <laughs> that hits a little too close. I was about to say. Damn. You really are a fool, my love. Calandra put a hand to Grissom's. I don't want you beaten. I want you to give this up and live. Finally live. The gongs and cheering fell silent. It had begun. Lionel stood on a rickety platform that swayed in the ebb and flow of the water and tried not to think of the bilious feeling in his belly. He'd only been on a boat once, when his dad had tried to get him to come fishing in order to make him a man, whatever that had meant. Oh, I don't like that. After puking four times, including once on the single fish his dad had been able to catch, they had had driven home in silence, top-tier parenting as always. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Lionel suddenly realised that the arena had fallen silent. Thank God he had stretched. (laughs) 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 He readied his giant fishing fork thing and waited. (laughs) A deep gurgling and bubbling came from beneath the surface in front of the platform. A churning of water just off the... What was that part called? The the bow? He tried to remember his Star Trek. Yeah, the bow. This Thank you, Mr. Data. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Data. <laughs> You're welcome, Lionel. 
A small tentacle flopped onto the raft, scrabbling for purchase. Lionel watched the poor thing climb pathetically up onto the wooden platform and then went to pick it up to make sure it was okay. As he held it in his hands, he got close to watch its tiny cute eyes blink in unison. You right there, little fella? Thick, fibrous tentacles burst from the little creature and wrapped themselves around Lionel's waist. As he dropped the creature to the platform with a plop, it shook and burst its outer skin, inflating out and growing. By the time Lionel realised what had happened, the thing was 20 feet tall, its maw-like mouth as gaping and wide as the holes in J.K. Rowling's turf arguments. (laughs) Here we go! Here we go! (laughs) Fuck you, Rowling! (laughs) And as unnecessarily violent as your average police routine stop and search. (laughs) Back to back! That's a double whammy, man. As it lifted Lionel into the air... He wondered if this would be the end. I mean, I want you to give up this war and live a life, you cretin, Calandra smiled, as genuine as when they were kids. So she was still in there, the girl who taught him how to hone his trigger finger and how to shoot guns too. (laughs) Nice. Grissom was vaguely aware of a screaming and thought he might have seen a tentacle drift by, but he was too preoccupied with their discussion. (laughs) I appreciate what you're trying to do, Callie, I do, but I can't let this lie. If it takes my dying breath to kill him, I'll do it. Calandra sighed as the crowd gasped in horror around them. We're not to blame. If we had have been there, we'd have died too. The crowd emitted a collective ooh as Lionel was thrown through the air. Grissom bowed his head. We were slacking off. The nine of us were off playing when we should have been fighting. We were deserters. We were kids. All of us. Just like your soon-to-be-dead friend out there. If your mother's consort hadn't gotten us off world, we would have died alongside everyone we ever knew. Lionel screamed as Calandra went on. So, you chose the continuation of your mission as your prize from me. You sure you don't want to change your mind? Grissom looked deep into Calandra's eyes as Lionel screamed for Grissom, but he couldn't hear him. A few rows forward, <laughs> two audience members vomited and a baby cried at Lionel's plight. <laughs> Babies at this thing! <laughs> what do you want in exchange... <laughs> it's like SeaWorld! <laughs> what do you want in exchange for his life? Just ask. I want you to forgive yourself for what happened to Emmeth. Grissom swallowed hard, but didn't cry, because crying was weakness, and weakness was for birds. Weak birds. (laughs) Like pigeons. (laughs) He He was a kid. He tried to follow me on this quest for revenge, and I turned him away. And he went his own way anyway, and it got him killed. It was his choice, and it looks like you've got a second chance here. Don't waste it. Calandra gestured for her guard, then looked out into the arena, where the Krellen opened its mouth and lunged towards Lionel. Guard, bring him... Oh, good lord. (laughs) (laughs) Lionel jolted up in bed, bed, only for the wound at his shoulder to force him to slow down and come slowly to a sitting position. He rubbed the bandages and winced as the injury stung him, then found his shirt and gingerly pulled it around him. A voice came from the dark corner of the room. It was Grissom. Turns out the Krellen feeds on emotions, namely bravery. When it bit into you, you were so toxic to it, it spat you out and died of cowardice poisoning right there on the platform. Cowardice wins again. 
They're calling you the Yellow King. They're having a parade for you right now. <laughs> oh my god, that's not good. <laughs> really? Lionel lit up. Nah, we had to move you to a secret location so they didn't riot and kill you. <laughs> Grissom was no good at this stuff. I just wanted him. I just wanted you to feel better. You ready to go? Lionel hopped off the bed carefully. What about the power source? Calandra called it quits at the ship repairs. We'll get Ellie fixed up somewhere else, Lionel. Don't worry. The walk to the docking tooth was brief, and as they entered the ship and closed the airlock, Lionel sighed for what was probably the 50th fucking time since they'd left his hospital bed. <laughs> the Duke of Lead didn't want to add one more burden to his shoulders today, but he didn't want this fucking sulk hanging in the air like a bad smell. <laughs> Okay, spit it out. What has your panties up your crack? (laughs) I heard you, you prick. You called me useless baggage. There was water in his eyes, but Grissom gave him kudos for not being one of those single-tier people. (laughs) You think that because you have five inches over me in height and probably five inches in length that you can... And that you can shoot a gun with your chiselled arms and that you're somehow braver than me, somehow more equipped for this mission. Are you coming on to me, Lionel? <laughs> <laughs> Graves, yeah. Graves furrowed his brow. Not, not the best at subtext. <laughs> Let me tell you something, mister. I'd crawl over broken glass over your dead body to get Ellie back for a minute to just, just to tell her I loved her. And however far you think I'll go, you'll go to complete this mission, I'll go one inch further. Lionel poked a finger at Graves' chest, only for him to look down at the finger and run his tongue across his teeth, causing Lionel to instantly <laughs> retract it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry, don't punch me. <laughs> I can't apologise, Lionel. I don't have it in me. But I will tell you, I had a brother once. He was a monumental pain in my ass every single second of every single goddamn day. (laughs) I'd crawl over glass to have him back too. Grissom remembered Calandra's words, each syllable still stinging his soul. He pulled Emeth's small silver pistol in a holster from his hatband and gave it to Lionel, who looked at him with such reverence, Grissom saw Emeth's eyes staring back at him for a second. If we're serious about this mission... I'll have to teach you how to use this gun. Will you tell me about your brother? Lionel asked. If we get the right narrative prompts, Grissom nodded. (laughs) (laughs) Just undercut that shit so hard. (laughs) That is masterful. Oh my god. Lionel took the gun out of the holster and immediately shot a hole in the ship, which nearly triggered a catastrophic hole breach. Luckily, they were able to plug the hole and Lionel was given a pricing gun to practice with until he was ready. (laughs) He only priced himself four times that first day. Oh my God. The end. Fucking bravo, dude. Holy shit. So, man. Ah, I felt every emotion. (laughs) The, like, the extremely cinematic experience... Of Grissom speaking with Calandra, 
yeah. while <laughs> while Lionel is being thrown <laughs> around and screaming in the background was yeah. masterful. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was so good. It was very. Uh, this is a compliment, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh shit, this is oh, like yeah. really cool. It was. Yeah. It reminded me. I was getting Galaxy Quest vibes. Yes, which yes. Was really a compliment. I so yeah, I was going that's for a better compliment. Thanks, Dick. I was. <laughs> You're welcome, fuck boy. Up your game. <laughs> Maybe get some sleep at night. You'll be able to talk. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. No. They, these were a great story. You guys are fucking killing me, man. I gotta, like, try, like, every time. You're killing us, though, <laughs> with your stories. Oh, man. Just suck for once, guys. Come on. It'll happen. <laughs> yeah. That's probably Eventually, not true. Eventually, we'd, uh, we'd do a bad episode, right? Maybe we'll make it the Christmas special. <laughs> it'll be the Christmas special. It'll be phones and... You know what's, you know what's <laughs> fucked up? Is that uh, this may have been my bad story for all I know. Or maybe I've done one before. No. People don't tell you these things. No. I know. They should. Where do they do that at? <laughs> well, I mean, if you just post it unprompted on the internet without asking for feedback, they'll tell you it's bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just wait for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but on that note, guys, you can give us feedback. We like feedback. Yeah. yeah. We got some. We get some good feedback for the episodes, but we want more because we're attention whores. Yeah, we, absolutely. We need it. We need it to live. Yeah, I have to suck up your attention in my vaginal proboscis. Mm -hmm. We're all attention mummies. We desperately yeah. need that sick attention blood. Yeah, that's right. Damn right. Yeah, I was gonna have um, I was gonna have Grissom and Lionel meet uh, Tam Tamia and Hajoki in this episode, and I was just like, Nah, we c we're not even at the six month mark yet. I can't can't start doing that too early. You gotta bust them out like, like Disney, right? Yeah. They go into the vault and then they come back. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, I started and finished the Blood Moon story. <laughs> yeah, but yours is like volumes in the same universe, right? That's true. Every every one of my stories technically happens in the same universe, mm -hmm. just at a different time period. Yeah. It doesn't matter, you know. <laughs> it matters to me. Damn it. It's real the, to me. <laughs> it's real to me. The real stories are the stories we tell to our friends. Yeah. That's true. Which are all of them. <laughs> Which are, that's what one. this is. Yeah. So if, if your question is, does Kayla S. Hunter exist in the same universe as the Frankenstein's monster? Yes. Yeah. That is... Uh, I believe that's impossible <laughs> because... Uh, <laughs> I believe yeah. Adam himself has uh, spoken on this topic. <laughs> Kayla S. Hunter only fights, like, Lovecraftian monsters, and uh, Frankenstein is the doctor. <laughs> Thanks for that, chickpea. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. No, I'm, I'm, like, the mummy's here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm exhausted from, like... Laughing and like the emotional roller coaster, you know. Yeah, I, I'm always nap time after yeah. we record yeah. every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yep, sleepy, go sleepy. Oh, <laughs> right. On that note, we're going to close the cover on this week's compilation. But first, 
I, I never Thank leave you, you the gap to do that. You always do it. I never leave you the gap. I'm sorry. I'll do it next week. So, no, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything, but, baby. But first, here I'll some... open it back up. <laughs> there you go. There we go. There we go. Some housekeeping. New prompts. Now these <laughs> prompts were submitted by our Patreon supporters, and <laughs> you're going to find out in a minute how you can do Patreon. Uh, cover for me because my document just crashed. So Patreon.com slash bros before pros is where you need to go. It's B-R-O-W. It's B-R-O-S, the letter B, the number four, P-R-O-S-E. Patreon.com slash bros before pros. But we have a variety of kick-ass ways that you could support us and get shit for not for free, I guess for five dollars a month, mm-hmm. but uh, it's cheaper than if you bought it outright. I don't know. Please support us. It's yeah. that's a good. It's le- hard to write stories, and I like to eat food, and yeah, it fan. does help us. And you know, like support us. You know, we're cool. Yeah, I can. It, I can go over the membership levels if you would like. It, yeah, go for it. It'll save me talking Did, for a bit. Are you going to buy a PC after this so this never happens again? (laughs) PC known to never crash anything. Nothing ever goes wrong with Windows 11. We have uh, different membership tiers that you can jump on to support us where you get different stuff. And uh, I I do believe I geniusly named them. You did. They were great. Uh, Level 1 is the Pen Pals level. Amazing. uh, $5 a month, and you receive written files of all of our stories to read at your leisure. You can uh, copy and paste them. You can download them. You can take them. You can show your friends, whatever you want. You can collect them like pogs. Stick them up on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. You get to look at every single spelling mistake that I don't correct because I'm too lazy. Same. Uh, You can suggest prompts for the show. You used to only be able to do that on Twitter, and you used to be able to do that for free. Those days are fucking over. No yep. more. Yeah. Yeah. Elon Musk bought this show. Yeah. They're over. It's all behind yeah. a paywall now, baby. Yeah, baby. Well, I mean, he's going to ruin it. He's going to ruin it for us. We won't be able to get any new <laughs> listeners. So we might. We're going to have yeah. to make the money somehow, right? Yep. Yep. You get uh, <laughs> you get the show for free still, but you get mm-hmm. uh, th- you get that, and you get behind the scenes content like posts when. Uh, we're going to be doing a Kickstarter eventually for the book version of all these stories that come with illustrations and notes and stuff uh, mm-hmm. extra. And you'll get like all the behind-the-scenes making-of content of that. Woo. And uh, if <laughs> there are actually two or three sketches I could post that I've never shown anybody that are like character yeah. designs. I didn't even think about that. What are who are they? Can you tell uh, us? Or yeah, well, you've on? seen one of them. It was Petlov Flinch standing next to Kalas Hunter. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. There's another sketch of Frankenstein that I did, and also oh, yeah. it looks like Richard Kind. <laughs> yeah, it's it looks so much. I didn't mean to draw him like Richard Kind, but he did come out that way. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, our next level up are the Hender Saints. <laughs> it's ten dollars a month. You get a whole other podcast that we do called Redesigned by Committee, where the three of us choose an existing universe or IP, talking Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, that type of thing. Murder she wrote. And, uh, Beast Beastmaster Two, all the yes, yes, and we uh, design with uh, no holds barred. 
piece by piece, person by person, we design a completely new movie, mini-series, ongoing series, or spinoff based on it. It was super fun. Tangent-filled, super fun, and it's full of lots of free ideas that you could steal and sell to the IP owners if you're that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I'm at, definitely not. <laughs> at that level, you also get all previous pledge rewards, and you can suggest us prompts for redesign by committee as well. Yeah. So if Whoa. you want us to do, uh, I don't know, Heathcliff, you can say that, and or we might do it. <laughs> all right, we're going to do Murder, She Wrote, Rich. Just fucking calm down. Oh, damn. Damn. This fucking Fletcher head over here. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> Never ending with the murder she wrote. At the at twenty bucks a month, you're gonna get something that uh, is both gonna be early and something that most other people aren't gonna get their hands on. Yeah, we're gonna be releasing the written collection of all our story yearly with illustrations, notes, and more in them in print through our um, Kickstarter. But you're gonna get the PDF format long before people mm-hmm. get the Kickstartered version. And you're going to get that every year we do it for being yeah. a Master's Peace patron. Woo! Master's Peace. And we're probably going to do something like give him a creator credit in the book, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Um, at the next level up, $69 a month, <laughs> you get nice. the little dwarf kid from Rich's Story Fund tier. Timmy! Timmy, <laughs> Timmy Blackcrest! Timmy Blackcrest. Nah. You get all previous tier of rewards, and uh, all extra proceeds go to us, not any little kids or dwarves. <laughs> yeah. we, we will think of them sometimes, though, probably, maybe. That's wonderful. <laughs> and the highest Thoughts tier, and prayers. <laughs> the highest tier you can go to is called Joke Tier, and it's $420 a month. And yeah. uh, you will officially be the funniest guy in Darinos and wherever the hell the other two idiot stories are set. Yeah. You'll be a fucking king, man. <laughs> You'll unseat Flyman as the king. You'll be yeah. the true king. Flyman will no longer be king, which I'm sure will make him. Oh, Lance, okay. <laughs> if someone does $420 to us a month, I will. I don't know what we'll do, but we'll do something impressive for you. Oh, yeah. I'll go to England and suck Rich's dick and we'll on camera. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, I believe what the way we're going to do it is from if you're at any tier, pen pal or higher, there's a Discord that we've yeah. made that you can join to discuss the show. Uh, patrons of M Class, uh, I you will not have a Bros channel starting soon because of corporate synergy. Mm-hmm. But you Corporate can synergy. you can discuss it wherever the hell you want. There's no laws against it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you want to discuss it officially, you're gonna have to become a Bros Before Pros patron. Yeah, yay! And then you and that's it. it. That's it. That was great. That was really good. Yeah. Did you open good. your fucking document yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, well, well, I'm not gonna interrupt him halfway through. I mean, I figured I'd ask. It's right. like, I don't know, maybe your Mac exploded oh, or something. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, prompt bot, if you can uh, give us a random allocation for these. Thanks, prompt bot. What the hell was that? That was the robot closing. The... <laughs> Uh, he's right. Yeah, yeah. The first one is Banquets and Feasts from Jake 
Demon Flayer Anderson. Banquet nice. slash feast. Those are the same thing. Yeah. And the second one, prompt bot, please. Keys from Randy Goblin Crotch Candy Roberts. Is that a good name? I mean, it is now. Damn right. I'm making these names up. Someone's not submitted them. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do. We'll call it Feasts and Keys. Yeah. That I'll remember. I'll remember that. Perfect. Right, so... Thank you for your prompts. Yeah, they were great. We had some really good ones. We had a few shit ones, but I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to point out which ones were shit. Let's just see Daruma. if we can. <laughs> <laughs> nah, uh, and, and if you've suggested us a prompt now, it stays in the wheel. So you yes. can suggest new prompts every single time. Yeah. If you're a patron... If mm-hmm. let, um, mm-hmm. what we'll do is I'll do what I did uh, today and put out a shout for prompts every uh, like two days or so before we record. So um, that is your uh, you can only suggest prompts on those days. Okay, you can't answer me. I don't know why I said okay. Oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. Um, Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> as well as that, you can also follow us on Twitter at, at Bros. B4, that's the letter B and the number 4, Pros Pod. Uh, we can find out all details about the show. Uh, if you like, follow, retweet, uh, the wider you share us, the more we can do this thing, and it'll be really Cleman of you. Um, oh, oh, Cleman's so clean, back. Man. Cleman is back. A... Cleman never went away. No, it didn't. Don't be Duxin. Um, but, you know, <laughs> how with... fucking dare you, Josh? <laughs> On the podcast, even call me fucking Duxent. Oh, I keep it cleaning, boys. I was calling our treasured patrons Duxent. Okay, that's fine. That's Um, perfectly fine. But commenting and liking and retweeting really helps us. Um, The last time that someone, like, we got over 40 um, likes and retweets, we got about 10 followers. So it really did make a difference. Um, and some of those are patrons now. So that's great. Woo! So the more you do it, the more it helps us. Okay? Um, I said okay again. You can't fucking answer me. Please uh, please do it and don't not do it. Thank yeah. you. If, <laughs> there you go. If you hit the like, go. it's really easy to just hit the button next to it. You don't have to quote retweet. We don't, we're not asking you for that. Although that'd be cool too. But if you just hit the like button, you hit the hit the que- uh, que- tweet button. Hit that well. queef button. <laughs> quote, hit the retweet Dude, button. I- When's Queefer coming out when Twitter dies? I think we just hit our million dollar idea, boys. <laughs> Damn, we're rich. Uh, One of us is. Have we, <laughs> have we had any more iTunes reviews? Because oh, shit. Oh, that's God. That's a great question. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, a minute, wait a minute. I'll talk about iTunes reviews while uh, you check. So, just let me scream, oh, God, oh, shit, the whole time. That'll be also, um, if you could give us a review on iTunes, it really, really helps. It gets us to the top of lists uh, where people might you know, consider listening to us who aren't, don't have Twitter or you know, aren't interested or don't see the algorithm because Elon Musk is a fucking dickhead. Um, but, yeah, we're five-star rated at the moment. It's fantastic. 
Um, so we'd like to keep that if possible. There are no spoilers about two swords or anything like that, so you don't need to rate us badly. Oh my god! Um, now you just spoil. <laughs> yeah, we have two new reviews actually. Ooh, I see them. Um, they're nice. Looking. We have a five star review from Stefan B. Mm-hmm. And it's entitled mm-hmm. "Live, Laugh, Love, Story Elam." <laughs> <laughs> That's, yep, yep. Hey, okay. do you like funny stories, good time bros, and a third thing? Well, check this one out. <laughs> Three different new time dime novels each episode, all centered around a common set of prompts. These three will make you three until you five. Star review the show. Which, to be clear, is oh, a suggestion. I would legally Damn. never advise you to rate the show. Just Look so at how many parentheses there is. We are four parentheses deep at this point. That is a fucking fuckload of parentheses. And uh, we got another one from Girth Brooks. Ninety-four. <laughs> Amazing. Five stars. Something for everyone. A fun, entertaining, and genuinely well-written show where each host brings their own unique flavor to the full. The excellent and varied writing grabs your attention while the chemistry between each member works to endear you to the show. One thing I appreciate about the show is that it's not afraid to switch between tones. One minute you may be laughing and the next you may be overtaken by tension. Ultimately, Mm. after only a few episodes, it's easy to see that this show has potential to rank among the best of its kind. Damn. That's that's great. I'm going to get that review tattooed on my fucking butt, dude. Damn. Thank you, Girth Brooks 94. (laughs) Damn, Girth Brooks. Um, yeah, those are great. Um, if you yeah, can, good. if you can say more stuff like that about us, uh, other other listeners, please do. That would be great. I'd I'd love to hear how we're the that best was ever. Sick. Thank that you was so great. much. Um, also, massive shout out to our friend Curicle, who um, did a mm-hmm. uh, created a new um, song um, inspired by Bros Before Pros. It's called Tears for the Technomancer. I nearly got the name of my own creation wrong. Uh, <laughs> Um, it's available for free on Bandcamp um, or direct download on SoundCloud. Uh, there's apparently Curicle said there's 200 f- free downloads left for this month, um, and you can follow Curicle at at Curicle, which is Q R A C L E of sound. Um, and it, he just did a great job. It's such a fucking great. Yeah, it is. It awesome. is a bomb. It is uh, a bomb. If I send it to Josh, he'll not only hate me a little bit and maybe put it at the end of the episode or something like that so you can all listen to yeah. it. Um, yeah, I'll do that. So, what speed uh, is it going to be? <laughs> yeah, what are you downloading I'm on gonna, a Mac? I'm going to download it on a carrier pigeon and send well, it to Josh. It'd be faster than the Mac just crashing your fucking shit all around. Is it a 48,000 carrier pigeon? <laughs> Look, I was, I was with you for three hours doing this shit as well, buddy. <laughs> I hate my life as well. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, I love Monday, fish. Monday fucking I afternoon. Um, I do me too. and Josh just like cursing uh, audacity for all it's worth. God, it, it oh was it was an extremely funny moment for me when Josh was like, "Oh, your audio's fucked up this time," and I was like, "Oh my god, mine!" And he was like, "No," and I was like, "Woo!" <laughs> You enjoy my life. (laughs) (laughs) And then I closed Twitter and walked away. (laughs) I took a nice nap. (laughs) 420 messages later between Josh and I, it was fixed. 
We fixed it. it the only time there. I woke up to more messages was when you guys were talking about Legos. <laughs> oh, that was that was better than the the last yeah. the the problem one. Yeah. Let's, we'll try oh, to do uh, that. Shout out day. to Vidizen. Yeah. Oh yeah. For the right. yeah. Uh, thank you, Vidizen, as always, for the use of the track that he prepared especially for us, which is our theme tune, which plays normally at the front and at the back of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. You can follow Vidizen at underscore Vidizen underscore. Um, he's got tons of music on his SoundCloud, and you can get all information about him there, and you can go and buy albums from him. He's a really great guy, one of the best out there. Um, so, yeah, go and support him. He's an Hot absolute eats, genius. Cool treats. Yeah. Greg. Um, yep. <laughs> Jeff. Yep. yep. Yeah. Where can people find out information about you? I forgot we did this. Um, <laughs> you can find my website with all of my art in it, including comics and links to all the podcasts and stuff I do at uh, jeffpennington.art. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter for however long that lasts. Uh, <laughs> two weeks. At oh, underscore God. Jeff Pennington. And We're going to be free soon. We're going to be free. All of the links... Uh, <laughs> All of the links that you need for me, you can find on my website that'll lead to all my other social medias. Um, You can find everything you need to know about me and Josh's Star Trek podcast at Mm mclasspodcast.com. And uh, you'll see me. (laughs) I'll be around. Not if he sees you first, though. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) It's too late then. Josh, what about you? Uh, go to YouTube and look up a show called Continue and watch that. It's funny. Uh, what else? Yeah, type in uh, continue with a question mark or continue show. It's, yep, there you it go. started you. in Thank 1989 you, and it's still yep, going. It's, <laughs> yep, it's started at the dawn of time. Uh, also, I do a podcast, like Jeff said, with, with Jeff and sometimes Rich called M-Class mm, and you can check that right. out. At mclass.com. mclasspodcast.com. <laughs> Just dub, dub, dub yourself over with me saying that. <laughs> what else? Uh, that's it, really. Just do those things. Listen to this show. This show's good. This yeah. show's the best one. Just want to listen to it. <laughs> uh, what about, about you, Rich? Hey, you did it in stereo there. Uh, you can follow me at, at Masters Rich. Uh, I have a website with fanfiction on called boldlyprose.com. Um, I always think I've fucked up and said the name of this podcast then because they're very similar. Um, I've got I thought a podcast. that would be a really great tie-in. Yeah. Like that's, well, that would be a way to lead people from one to the other. Then uh, I do a podcast with my good friend Spivzy about tunes called Toon Hounds, and you can follow us uh, at Toon Hounds. And then I do another podcast... Because there's never enough podcasts with white people in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> called at Tapon on Subspace. It's Tapon on called. Subspace. It's not called that. That's the Twitter handle. Um, and you got it. yeah, that's a, a radio drama comedy. Uh, it's on its third season and it is fucking amazing. So uh, yeah, just any one of those or all of them or do whatever the fuck. I don't care. Um, <laughs> any. <laughs> Anything else to say, gents? Oh, I have a thing. You can go to my Instagram. I'm at Field1983. If you like uh, action figure shit, I do a bunch of that. Yeah, my man's making custom action figures with fucking cinematic quality photography. I think um, they should hire you to 
to work at Sideshow. I think your photography is so, your like setup is so good. It's really Bobo, really. No, it's well, not. It's, it's what it's, you do with it that makes it good or bad, not whether yeah. it's like you put a lot of money into it or not. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have like I, I need to go start going outside, but then you got to go outside. Yeah, so. that, therein lies the problem. There's the problem, yeah. <laughs> No, but yeah, um, check that out. My my man makes some dope ass uh, figure photography. I did a new Mara Jade, so I'll take pictures of that maybe on Wednesday. Ooh. Hell yeah! Was there a new? I'm using. Go on. What? I was... No, I was gonna... you go. I was going to say, was there a new Black Series figure out of her? No, there will be, but I made one. I made, I made one myself. Well, that's that's the thing that Josh has pointed out, and that I've noticed as well, is that every time he makes a custom, uh, mm-hmm. they release a black series of it like yep. two months later. Yeah, they're stealing my fucking shit, which is totally fine with me. Like, all right, make the good figures. <laughs> Stop making shitty figures and make good ones. Yeah. If if you need art made, hit me up. You know where to find me. Which alleyway? <laughs> yeah, oh, the growl, the growl alleyway. Uh, I got, the, I got those dwarf sucking lips. So if you need art, DSLs. Made, <laughs> if you need art made, hit me up. Uh, especially if you're actually doing a project of some sort, like a book cover, or comic cover, or like illustrations for something. I'm, I'm down. And you should see this fucking dude's art. Like he did a Picard piece for my Picard story that I did for my website, which is just like book cover quality. It made me pick hard. Mm-hmm. Thank you both for your equally normal <laughs> responses. <laughs> Thank you for listening. As always, see you in two weeks for another chapter from the Book of Blood. Blood! Oh, shit. <clears throat> Bye. Bye. That's, that's quite erotic. <laughs> it's quite erotic, quite erotic.